It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. And it is time to get this Friday show started. It's time to set it off. Get ready for the weekend. Good morning. And welcome, everybody, to the Buzz Adams Morning Show. We have a a lot of guests coming in today. Let's get a check of what is going on today, though, and what everybody's working on. Brandon, let's start with sports. What do you got uh, coming up in sports headlines today? Thursday night football last night was good. I didn't didn't see the end of it, but I saw the replay of the end of it. That was amazing. It was a great game. We unfortunately did have a couple of pretty nasty injuries in the game. A couple of guys did have to be stretchered off. One one even with... I think it was a, uh, it was a minute six to go yeah. in the game, and one of the Eagles had. Uh, uh, I haven't seen an update yet because I've been uh, following some other stories. But man, that was just an exciting. Guy. The pass gets tipped at the goal line. Eagles intercept it. Eagles Run win it the back. game. Man, and uh, big sports weekend uh, ahead of us with college sports. Any? Uh, are we seeing any? I know there, there's been at least one upset of a top twenty team this year, but oh, there's been a few upsets. Do we have any big? It's matchups usually the Pac twelve. Yeah, the Pac twelve for some reason. It's just those those right. Teams the people who are supposed to win the Southwest Conference win it, usually. What's the Southwest the, so- uh, the Southeast, I'm sorry. <laughs> the SEC. The SEC. Uh, well, kind of yes and no. I mean, the, the, one of the biggest issues is that they don't really play each other until later. They will at some point because you're going to have Auburn taking on Florida and stuff like that. So that'll work itself out. But Notre Dame, they ended up losing last week to Georgia. They did have a lead. They ended up blowing that lead. Yeah. And I saw a stat that Notre Dame in the past 20 years, I think it is, against top five teams... They've played 19 times. What do you think their record is? Uh, two and 17. Close. One and 18. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Notre Dame, the way they recruit, the way they get talent from all over the country, Notre Dame ought to be a top five team every year. And even when they are in the top 20, it seems like it's awfully shaky mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of times. I remember that year that they made it to the national championship oh, yeah. against Bama? Just got steamrolled. By halftime, right. people were calling for Oregon because that was the year that Oregon had one loss and were left out of the championship. Cowboys uh, face their, I, I'm going to say, you know, you won't know until the game's played, but I'm going to say it's their biggest challenge of the year oh, against the Saints on Sunday night. Easily. I mean, even with Drew Brees being out. Um, it's still going to be the the biggest challenge that they've faced so far. What is the uh, perceived uh, gap in the armor for the Cowboys? Because I got to tell you, a lot of their a lot of the Cowboys, especially the offense, looks pretty solid. Um, they're actually a pretty solid team all around. Um, I think injuries might be one of the bigger issues that they might deal with because that tends to be the case. Is what happens with a lot of. These teams that are, are fairly well-rounded, you end up dealing with a lot of injuries. I think Cowboy fans have been keeping it pretty close to the vest so far this season because Cowboys have looked good, but, you know, they beat Miami last week. I think if Yeah, they, they haven't go- really faced anybody big. You know, they, they beat Washington, which we now know that Washington kind of stinks. They I beat the it- Giants. The Giants stink. They get a win against the Saints on Sunday night. I think you're going to start hearing, you know, rumblings that the Cowboys are really, really... Uh, Got to go deep this year. 
All right, uh, Joanna Barba covers entertainment news for us. Joanna, what do you have in the world of entertainment for us? Well, yesterday I received text from Buzz, and he started ruining the Masked Singer for really? Lisa. I was just saying, are you guys watching this? You kind of ruined a little bit for her. No, I but was I don't careful think she not to put on. anything that was... A ru- oh, I don't about- know if she sent you a text well, she afterwards did. She says, about... Knock it off. About No, about who she thought was the the ice cream. Oh, well, it wasn't who I thought. I know. Who's the rapper that's got the ice cream cone tattooed on his face? It's not that guy? Oh, there's a rapper who did it? Yeah. Takashi69. No, not him. Uh, No, but in serious news, we've got our halftime show performer set up. Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane. Gucci Mane is performing at the halftime show? No. He's the, one that's got the, uh, he's the one that's got the ice cream tattooed on his face. <laughs> no. Jennifer Lopez and Shakira are set for the Super Bowl halftime show. Shakura, Shakura. Well, they, they asked when they were going to perform, and she said, eh, whenever. Wherever. It's <laughs> great. That's uh, a whole lot of ass, man. Why did Shakira have For that halftime show? Uh, Holy did, did cow. Did Shakira know him for her behind? She's got a nice one. You're right, sure. but not like huge. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, put them it? together and let me like, cut it's this. Like a clash of the Titans, man. Let me cut this off at the pass. There, every year, there are a lot of people who's like, why do they put J Lo in the Super Bowl? Guys who watch the Super Bowl want to see Metallica at ACDC. Yes. That is true. But you're already watching the Super you're Bowl. You're already watching the Super Bowl, and you're unlikely to tune over to the Puppy Bowl. What they're trying to do is capture uh, the, the audience. Who doesn't watch football. Right. They're, they're watching the Super Bowl, but you've got to cater to them, not somebody who's going to watch the Super Bowl because they're such a big football fan. As far as news goes, there was testimony from the director of uh, national intelligence, uh, a man named Joseph McGuire, yesterday. Uh Donald Trump uh, said that, well, he opined that whoever was giving the whistleblower the information from inside the White House is tantamount to a spy, and he mused that we should take care of him like we used to do spies in the old days, which is uh, execution. So uh, that's what Donald Trump was doing. But again, even when he was doing that, it's like... The wind was all out of his sails yesterday again for the second day in a row. It just seems like he's just going through the motions. He's all well. Let's get this over with. All right, uh, movies coming out today. I thought Joker came out this weekend. It doesn't. Comes out next weekend. October fourth. If you want to see an erratic uh, person with makeup smeared on their face, the biopic about Judy Garland comes out today, starring Renee Zellweger. (laughs) So I guess you got that. Uh, Renee Zellweger plays. Oh, I did Garland. not even know that Judy. was a thing until right now. <laughs> uh, PG thirteen, uh, and an animated DreamWorks movie about a Yeti. Uh, Abominable is out today. That's right, PG. Hmm. Getting pretty good reviews, both of those. All right, Judy's oh. at eighty six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Abominable sitting at seventy six. And there's a movie out today called The Day Shall Come. It is starring Anna Kendrick, who's an FBI agent running a shady operation. And that is in uh, fairly limited release today. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Are we talking about Mass Singer this season? Woo! 
Did you guys watch it? I was about to mess you up last night. I'm like trying to watch it and Buzz is texting with his ideas. I'm like, I haven't finished. I'm on the first. I'm just seeing the butterfly right now and that's all as far as I've gotten. I got super excited yesterday because they had somebody come out dressed as a Rottweiler, Brandon. And their clues were involved football, like playing under the lights and, and <laughs> catching a, a football. And for about 10 minutes, I was praying, crossing my fingers, that it's Michael Vick <laughs> dressed as a Rottweiler. But then I don't think it is. Because the guy got up and was just amazing. Like, oh my god! Like a professional right? singer, the Rottweiler. I like. I wanted it's, to text I, you guys, but then I didn't because I felt like you were going to ruin it and then tell me. Yeah, they, they'd respond with the answer. Yeah. So I was like, never mind. But the thing is, is that you. It says that he learned from football. It doesn't necessarily say he was a professional well, football said, player. Right. We said Friday Night Lights, and that's so, high school. So yeah. could it? Who who was in? But that was also a show. Yeah, and also he was wearing a football ring, but it said fantasy football on it. Mm -hmm. I did notice that. But did you see the blue roses, too? They highlighted the blue roses at some point, and they said he's a hugger, and then it said something about being live, so I was thinking maybe like a host, like a football show host now? I think it's a professional singer. No, because he was short. Is Michael Strahan short? No, no, he's tall. Yeah, no, this guy was short. They even said that at one point. They guessed Michael Strahan for the tall athlete, the thingamajig. Oh, yeah, yeah. The thingamajig? He was way too skinny for that. Yeah, he's probably a professional basketball player because he looked to be like six foot... 10 maybe the thing thingamaj- hold on let me go through my notes everybody because I did write notes yesterday as I was watching this I'm like thingamajig sit- jug, I think they think is a basketball player if they you- said Dennis Rodman no dude that guy sounds so hammered at yeah. all points now there's yeah. no way you they understand did say him Dennis Rodman he was real that dude is scrawny. A train wreck. If you're thinking that this show sounds ridiculous because you haven't seen it, you could not be more right. For sure, yeah. <laughs> it is I'm gonna. That ridiculous. was my exact thought when I first saw it pop up on Hulu. I thought I'm not going to spend 45 minutes watching this, and then I'm sitting there writing now notes. I'm like, never mind. But then you're dying to know. Uh huh. You're dying to know mm-hmm. who the person is. So they they made the clues harder this year. Yeah, they they're... didn't do the height, right? Nope. No. Good. But you can kind of tell. Now, the costume could involve platform shoes, for all we know. Yeah. Or but, big hats. But it's a person in a costume standing next to Nick Cannon. <laughs> they keep judging Nick Cannon's height. They're like, how tall are you? He's like, I'm 6'1". <laughs> I guess Nick Cannon is a tiny little fella. They keep making references to how, sh- you know, they oh, this guy's, this guy, this point. is a short guy. And then it shows the, the person next to Nick, Nick Cannon. He's like four inches tall. Oh, dude, I love, Cannon. I just looked that up and the first thing Nick Cannon's height. No, he's not short. He's six foot. Yeah, he says mm-hmm. it because they ask him, hey, Nick, how tall are you? Because he was standing next to one of them. And he's like, I'm six one. And they're like, really? I know. They're like, without your shoe lifts, like, how tall are you? <laughs> I think that the skeleton is Martin Short, though. That could be. The skeleton didn't really. Didn't well, really sing like a professional singer, but he sang like somebody like who might have been on, like on Broadway or something. Well, the thing is, is that they do say they have a lot of SNL skits in it. Did you see that? One of the clues for him, I think, was like two wild and crazy guys. A Christmas yeah. party. It was a Christmas party to wild and crazy guys, and then there was Steve another. Martin. No, and then he goes party on, dudes. Yeah, and so that's why they brought up Dana Carvey too. So they brought up three separate. I think it could be Mike Myers. Oh, that's a good one too. But 
It said something about I'm it tired a Christmas of Christmas pl- movie though. Yeah. Are you guys not? Are you guys getting it confused with the Christmas tree? No, 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 no. Oh, the Christmas it. tree was something else. Yeah, because they opened a door at one point. Because remember, he says a lot of doors oh, open like, for me, and when he opens the door, like, he mentioned something like he throws a lot of parties. Yeah, and they they emphasize like on a Christmas party. Right. Yeah, and when he opens the door, there's two guys in there with a Christmas tree, and they're holding presents. So maybe it's a Let's D in a box. Christmas parties. So like this show and, is Andy Samberg. I, I don't know because they named I, quite a few Fallon. SNL skits. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be Justin Tim, uh, no. Timberlake because he sings better. <laughs> right? Yeah. The skeleton was great though. Yeah, so I loved him. On the very first episode, it was two hours, but at the end of the two hours, uh, the bottom vote getters get voted off. Get this, Brandon. The first one was Johnny Weir, who's an Olympic uh, level I skater. Loved him. Yeah, I feel like he was robbed. Yeah, he was really good. So that was a good reveal. And then they revealed the ice cream. Get ready for this. Oh, I knew Buzz was going to be mad. Wait, Celebrity. Do you want to know, Brandon? Are you going to watch this? I don't know. I mean, I'm already kind of interested, interested just from what you guys okay. are saying. Like, I'm intrigued. Like, don't I tell him the mysteries. ice cream and then let's don't, have him. Don't tell I feel him. like he's going to be mad, too. <laughs> okay. Were you mad, too? Ugh. I, you I was mad. I was super also, mad. You know who it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he was the one of I the first unmasked. This was two two nights ago. You're not going to get this person flat out, Brandon. Ninja. Do I, do I even know who it is? No. Ninja. Ninja. Do you know who Ninja is? Oh, the gamer. Yeah. He's a Twitcher. Yeah. He's yeah. a famous Twitcher. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's no way I would have guessed that. Exactly. But. That was the thing. I'm like, I didn't think we were stupid no, like that. If I'm looking at these clues, I might have lots of gold coins shown. They karate chopped a cement block. No, but see, the thing is, is a lot of the clues, they looked like Rob Deerdick. I was so yeah. dead or set on that because they said it fantasy. Yeah. I thought it was going to be Marshmallow. The, I was thinking that uh, Jenny McCarthy might have been right about something for the first time in her life, so yeah, she well, thought it was Rob Deerdick. But it was Ninja, <laughs> who's a Twitch guy, and you could tell that the, the judges and at least 80% of the audience <laughs> thought that was that yeah, yeah, they thought... Mm. And, uh, Jenny McCarthy, wow, my kid's going to be so excited. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Actual crime stories and updates. We got a few updates on stories we talked about before. So um, a man and a woman both were arrested because they abandoned their adopted daughter and moved to Canada. They dropped her off at an apartment. This is going to sound like the plot of a, a horror movie. Joanna, you're a big horror movie fan. Let me know as soon as this starts sounding familiar. Okay. Okay. Christine Barnett, 45, and her ex-husband, Michael, are alleged to have dumped their Ukrainian-born adopted daughter at an apartment in Lafayette, Indiana, before moving to Canada and breaking off, off contact. They were both arrested for child abandonment. Uh-oh. They claim they're not guilty of child abandonment because the child wasn't actually a child. It was an adult <gasps> oh posing as a child. Which movie? Orphan. When they adopted the girl who suffered from a rare form of dwarfism. Oh my God, like in the movie. Is that exactly how it is in the movie? She has like some disease. Yeah. <gasps> Believing she was six years old. Did this they is, think the jig was up when she started hitting on the dad? It doesn't say anything about that, but there are very <laughs> some very specific things that she noticed, and this is the uh, this is the child who's not actually a oh child. Oh my god! A doctor 
who examined the child declared her to be actually 22 years old. Oh my god! Not six. And this is another picture of the child who is not a child again. Um, yeah, I guess I could see that you know passing as a as a kid. Was that the deal in the movie? The the adopted yeah. kid who's actually an adult starts wanting the father? Yeah, she starts hitting on the dad. Well, we have audio from the adopted mom talking about what, how they became suspicious and how they ended up and why they ended up abandoning uh, their adopted daughter. She was hiding knives in our couches. She was talking about she was going to kill family members. She poisoned people. She put chemicals on the coffee. We were told in the medical paperwork that we had that she was six years old. She would stand over people in their sleep. She'd be standing in the middle of the room and she would say, I'm waiting for the right time. Oh my God. So they are looking to have their records expunged. They said they paid a year's lease when they left the woman, and uh-huh. they say woman, not child, at the apartment. And then they took off because they determined she was <laughs> an adult and also a psychopath. That is pretty much the movie Orphan, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Next up, we've got a story about the police of the UK who arrested a guy after he called them 22 times on their version of 911. He never said a single word unless you count burping as a word. Police of the UK started getting phone calls from someone who would just burp at them. And after the third call, they decided to release some of the audio then the audio went viral. So uh, apparently it just egged him on because he's called 19 more times. So they thought that it might shame him to release the audio, but they said that they were wrong. And it was after they released the audio on their Facebook that the guy started calling more because he was apparently so proud of his belching skills. Cashbase emergency. Yes, hi. I mean, obviously, I know what you're doing, but you, you did this. You, did, you were doing this the other day. Hello. I like how the, the operator starts responding, and it's just an immediate. Bah. Yes, hi. I, I mean, obviously, I know what you're doing, but you, you did this. <laughs> well, they tracked him down, and he was arrested on Tuesday, and he's facing charges of creating a public nuisance. All right, here's a headline. Cop in California had to stop a chase when the battery in his Tesla patrol car died. A Tesla... He should have used Energizer batteries. And then that bunny... Bunny walks by. A Tesla electric patrol car used by the Fremont police ran low on electricity in the middle of a pursuit after... The department said someone forgot to plug the vehicle into a charger. That's a brilliant ad, by the way, for Energizer, is that there's a police chase. It's an electric police car. It runs out of batteries. And as the bad guy is getting away, you've got the little bunny rabbit just going down the street. The Tesla is the police car. The Tesla was a used 2014 Model S, began patrolling the streets of Fremont 
earlier this year as part of a pilot program to reduce the city's greenhouse gas emissions. Well, the car had to drop off. Other units took over the pursuit, but police said the chase was abandoned when it became unsafe. The suspected vehicle was later found abandoned in San Jose. And I was looking at a lot of comments, and they were like, see, this is the problem with these electric cars. They're going to conk out. And just because being politically correct, now they got a car that'll stop in the middle of the chase. Hey, you're gonna and, run out of gas too, buddy. Yeah, and I was thinking, isn't that exactly how a regular car works? If you don't, <laughs> if you don't get enough don't juice put- in it, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you didn't fill up the tank and it ran out of gas, your car would also stop, just like the electric car did. Good point. I got a couple Florida stories here, uh, including the Florida man story. Uh, But first, a woman in Ohio led police on a high-speed chase back in March. Uh, The chase did not end until after she had rammed three police cars. A 23-year-old woman, Imani Edwards, told police that the reason she didn't pull over was... (laughs) She was worried she would be late for work, and she had already gotten in trouble for being late for work. Uh, She only stopped when the police forced her off the road and she ran into a pole. She was in court last week and it looks like she's going to miss a lot of other work because she was sentenced to four years and nine months in prison. Damn. Damn. So it sounds like this woman needed to work on her time management skills uh, to keep her from being late. You don't have to speed if you're late here. You just call Joanna. Say your alarm didn't go off. In Florida, fifty-six-year-old woman is uh, was arrested for assaulting her seventy-two-year-old roommate with an avocado. Nice. Fifty-six-year-old woman in Port St. Lucie confronted her seventy-two-year-old roommate. Do you know why she attacked her with an avocado? She was mad at the seventy-two-year-old for eating her avocados. So let me hit you with with the avocado you didn't steal. Um, The 72-year-old apparently ate avocados that belonged to the 56-year-old. 72-year-old responded by sticking up her middle finger when she was confronted. So the 56-year-old woman, we don't have names, so I'm 72 and 56. The 56-year-old woman grabbed more avocado Avocado. (laughs) and threw it at the 72-year-old. Some of it hit her in the face. That's probably what she yelled, right? You want my avocado so bad? Here, eat my avocado, you sow. Police came. They found the the 56-year-old woman eating burger meat and avocado. And she was arrested for battery on a person 65 or older. And uh, that brings us... To the point in our show where we have this week's Florida Man story. Who runs naked through a dairy farm? Florida Man, Florida Man. Who never fears any bodily harm? Florida Man, Florida This sounds like a homeless guy fight, but the police uh, specify that both of these men had, had addresses, so they weren't homeless. This happened in Oakland Park, Florida. Uh... A guy named Todd Beavers had gone for a jog around his neighborhood. 
back in July when he spotted a big pile of trash by a vacant home. So he decided to go through the trash, see if there was anything good for him to take home. Once again, these these both of the people involved in this have homes. Okay. So it sounds like a homeless fight, but it's not. <laughs> well, it just so happens that a 54-year-old guy named Curtis Miller was also digging through the same trash. Todd, the jogger, ended up taking a utility cart from the pile. Not a shopping cart like we thought it sounded like, but kind of like it looks like a kid's wagon, except it's made for gardening is what it looks like. Well, he uh, pulled the utility cart out of the pile. And Mr. Miller, the 54-year-old, was upset because he felt that since he was at the pile first, it belonged to him. Like, I was here at this trash pile, I so dibs, I get bro. dibs on everything in the trash pile. So he followed T- Todd, the jogger, home, grabbed his samurai sword out of his car. Once again, these are not homeless guys. And swung the samurai sword at Todd. The cops put out surveillance footage of the fight, and someone finally identified the man with the samurai sword. That is uh, Curtis Miller. And he was just arrested for attempted murder. Uh, Here's Todd Beavers talking about the attack. I saw a cart in the pile, and I thought I could use that. When he pulled out the sword, I thought, what am I doing? I couldn't believe that he was going to try to kill me for a cart. I should have just let him have the cart. I don't know how that etiquette works. If somebody's already at a pile of abandoned junk... Do they have dibs on everything in that pile? Or can you get in there and look for your own stuff? I don't know what the rules would be in civilized society. And I certainly wouldn't know what they would be in Florida. bank with a rubber duck. Florida man, Florida man. Never gave a flip or gave a fuck. Oh, Lisa. Florida man, I didn't think Lisa listened to the radio while we went to the store to get donuts. I'm very surprised that she listens to the radio. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. We got a great morning of comedy on the way for you. Uh, Later in the show, Felipe Esparza, who won last comic standing. I don't know if it was the last one that was gone. It's been a few years. (laughs) Did you watch Nico's Instagram earlier? I don't know. Him and Felipe, they're standing on top of some mountain, and they're like, this is where Buzz's ancestors came. And I'm like, what are they talking about? (laughs) I'm like watching it like, what are you two doing right now? Uh, So comedian Felipe Esparza, who's going to be appearing at the Plaza Theater tonight, is going to join us. That's a one-night-only show. And uh, later, D. Ray Davis is going to come by. He's at the comic strip this week. So we got a morning full of uh, comedy on the way. Lisa's going to have news coming up here in just a few minutes. Uh, Have... Okay, without saying anything, because I'm going to get into it later. Have, did you guys hear about the painting of Channing Tatum that sold this week <laughs> for like $6,000? Oh my yes. God, for a painting of a potato? It's not, <laughs> it's, it's not. a part of the potato. <laughs> oh, okay. So, Joanna's all go on. Did, did you hear about it? I did. No, yeah. I did not. All right, we'll now get the centerpiece into it. of Buzz's house. <laughs> we'll, Buzz, we'll get you in. bought a painting he of Channing Tatum? No. <laughs> 
<laughs> but Lisa, Lisa knows the story. It's, it's, because she knows you bought it. Yeah. I mean, if he did, I wouldn't be mad. I'd be like, hang it up in the studio. <laughs> Put it next to the Game of Thrones map. I, they say it's a valuable painting, but to me it looks like junk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joanne is very excited about Super Time Super Bowl halftime show, which yeah! is, and she's going to reveal now to us the Super Bowl halftime show. Are we ready? Go, Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. Shakira. Buzz is like, is she wearing her outfit from Hustlers? <laughs> oh, was she majestic oh my or what? God. I haven't seen it yet, you but I've seen, seen, seen Lisa. You have to look up the video on YouTube of J Lo just getting ready for that scene. Oh God, I love her. And then they show like parts of the scene. She's literally wearing floss up her bum. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> she comes out and it's one of it's. You don't see yeah, anything. It's just floss. Anyway, she'll be at oh the my. halftime show this coming Super Bowl. She's gonna be wearing that. <laughs> Imagine she brings out the Hustler stars with her. She's like, and ladies and gentlemen, Lizzo. I think, I, I think we're only. Five. Oh, Lizzo could show up, and so could Cardi B. Yeah. Oh my God, you guys. I would, I would be there. That's a solid lineup. Even Kiki Palmer, she in Empire, she plays like a singer rapper. She's pretty good. Well, my gaze. I predict I that we're only five year. years away from actually having a strip show as the halftime show at the, <laughs> at the Super Bowl. Uh, as we were talking about Mass Singer, it looks like this is going to be a good season, Woo! and we've already seen like one of the mass singers can really sing that's the that's the guy it's a guy who's dressed as a rottweiler there's a few they previewed the rottweiler brandon as somebody who played football is what it mm-hmm. tried to make that could be like a red herring but you know trying to throw us off the scent or whatever yeah i but thought james vanderbeek a- but he's on dancing with the stars so i was like never mind that can't be right yeah that was my first guess Fantasy champion ring bitten by a Rottweiler as a kid. Do you know any football players who have been bitten as a Rottweiler? I was Rottweiler praying that it was going to be Michael Vick. But I know, you're <laughs> such a jerk. Gotta look your best. Getting groomed, wearing gold chain. He also football there's player or actor. There's blue roses up on the shelf when they're talking and they they like focus in on them. And then also they say he very emphasizes the word live. So I don't know if that's like a commentator for football. Once it goes to like a sports theme, I know I have to bring in Brandon because he's the one that helped us out help last you. year. Yeah, it's not a sports guy because he sings way too good. I mean, yeah. this guy is a a professional singer. He obviously. sounds. Really I mean, he like you Start think thingamajig. Whenever they did like oh the no, he's Rottweiler, not, he's not thingamajig. No, but so did the thingamajig. Oh, thing, thingamajig was pretty good too. Yeah. The Rottweiler did really, really good. I was very surprised at how good of a performance it was. Probably somebody who portrayed a football player in a movie. Yeah. Maybe it's Adam Sandler, Bobby Boucher. <gasps> That'd be great. Oh There's no way Adam Sandler's <laughs> that good a singer. We've heard Adam Sandler yeah. sing. Yeah. He, one of the clues was that he did Friday Night Lights. Yeah, because they said it's like... He performed under the Friday under night. The yeah, Friday it says night. football player or actor who played one touched a pigskin under the Friday it? night light. And he does say in there that he learned how to like get prepared by playing the, uh, the pigskin. So that's why it's like he's a football player, but he could have played in high school, maybe college. Maybe before. it's somebody who was on Varsity Blues, James Vanderbeek. No, he is on Dancing with Dancing the Stars. Dancing with the Stars. Oh, that's right. That was my guess, too. Yeah, yeah. Paul Walker. Oh. Because they do emphasize... <laughs> Oh, Paul Walker. Oh. Okay. <laughs> the guy that played Billy Bob? Oh. Billy Bob. It's probably Billy Bob. Oh. 
God. Show's not aging well. I know. You're going to be able to get Samuel. Who was uh, um, Scott Kahn? Oh, yeah. Scott Kahn was in that. He was the one that played. Um, was it Tweeter? His name. Maybe he was, was also in. He's also. You'd recognize him if you saw him. Okay. He was. Or he is wife of O still a thing? That remake that they did isn't he on that? We. He was the one that would talk literally about raping. Oh. In oh, Varsity Blues, God. where he's like, you give him, give him a couple of beers and a Percocet, and the panties just drop, and you're like, <gasps> dude, that's rape. <laughs> that was yeah. Varsity Blues, not Varsity Blues. Yeah. Okay. What were the, the big football movies that I think of from kind of that, that span of years is Varsity Blues, Friday Night Lights, and oh yeah, The Program. The Program oh, the is the program. one that's set in college, right? Yeah. I know yeah. that movie. That's a good movie. Necessary Roughness. You know who uh, a lot of people are saying could be the Rottweiler? Chris Daughtry. Why? Apparently he played football in high school. Because his career is faded out. <laughs> they say he has a blue rose tattoo. Oh, okay. Right. I didn't know that. Because that's the one thing I did write down all the clues in the beginning. Don't judge me. Let me let me let me go through this. Okay, so it's <laughs> ah, like when you start Google, so you know how you get all the hints and stuff. Uh-huh. Yeah, you start googling Chris Daughtry. One of the first things that pops up is Chris Daughtry football. Chris Daughtry fantasy football. Yeah, because it does say the fantasy, but it right. does say it's twenty-one platinum records between all of them. Twenty-two Broadway shows, forty-two Grammy nominations, a hundred and forty films, thirty-five number one hits, twenty-nine kids, twenty-eight tattoos, and eight divorces. Chris Daughtry, Rottweiler, bite. <laughs> okay, listen, we've got, we've, we've got to talk about this painting of Channing uh, Tatum. So we've got uh, good news, bad news of the week, All and right. we're ready to do that as we take a look at some of our top stories, not just having to do with Channing Tatum's junk, but a lot of different stories, <laughs> and look at both the positive and negative side of all of our stories. Oh, there's the music. I was waiting for it. It's time for the good news, bad news of the week, and we begin with... Uh, This is uh, bad news. In Orlando, Florida, an elementary school resource officer has been suspended after arresting an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. Yeah. Did you see that? He's like like a campus police officer. Yeah. And he arrested an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. In his defense, both the eight-year-old and the six-year-old were wanted for felony possession of cooties. (laughs) (laughs) Good news is a rumor right now, but it sounds pretty cool. Uh, the rumor is that Jonah Hill is being cast to play the villain in the next Batman movie. Oh, okay. This would be the Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson Batman. Yeah, so they're talking about Jonah Hill playing the villain in that oh, Batman movie. Wow. The bad news, the villain is Catwoman. So oh. <laughs> be a new take on that one. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Good news, Jurassic World 3 has announced that it will reunite the stars from the first movie. Sam Neill, Laura Dern, mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum is back. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, the bad news, after Rambo Last Blood bombed, I thought maybe they were going to be done with movies about dinosaurs for a while. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring up the, the actual story, or you guys would think I'm lying. The good news. A painting of actor Channing Tatum's scrotum sold for $6,000. Oh, my God. Look, Brandon, just so you see the headline. 
painting of it's Channing real. Tatum's scrotum Dude, just sold for six dollars. Man, <laughs> what else? Well, you big? know what they say: big ears, big headphones, big headphones. Uh, <laughs> wow! Yeah, somebody paid six thousand dollars for a painting of Channing Tatum's scrotum. Who painted it? A lot of questions. Channing Tatum did. Like he held a mirror <laughs> down below. Oh. It's a Fromunda picture. Oh. Okay. Do I need to set up what the good news was again? I keep waiting. Yeah, for just in case. Oh, good right. news: pa- uh, painting of Channing Tatum scrotum sold for six thousand dollars. And that was a low ball offer. Oh. <laughs> hey! Yeah, that was worth it. That was worth it. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. There's a fan theory, and I love a good fan theory, and this one says that Pennywise from It and Mary Poppins are the same species. Go on. Has anybody... Oh, my God. Has anybody seen both It 2 and Mary Poppins Returns? The one that Neither. came out with Not Emily Mary Blunt? Poppins. Well, I've seen both of them. You get the you kind of get the idea of the fan theory, if, even if you've just seen the first Mary Poppins. Okay. Uh, so they both return every twenty to thirty years. That's the deal with with Pennywise and it. He he comes back every twenty seven years, mm-hmm. and Mary Poppins comes back after the kids are grown. Well, guess what? When it comes back, the kids that he interacted with are also grown. What if there's like a trans dimensional speak? You know, because Pennywise comes from another dimension, and nobody knows where Mary Poppins. What if the whole thing is these creatures, whatever they are, come into our dimension, and they feed off children's emotions, and it's just Pennywise has a taste for fear, and Mary Poppins has a taste for whimsy. <laughs> oh my God. I was going to say good behavior. Like, like the better you behave, the more that she can feed. Yeah, but there's also like a lot of... A lot of That's whimsy. Like a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Maybe she so, feeds off the penguins. So they both go away oh and come back every 25 <laughs> or so years. Okay. Both Mary Poppins and Pennywise the Clown have a penchant for singing and dancing. That's right. We've seen them both dance. Oh, and we've yeah, yeah. seen them both sing. It's a spoonful of sugar, Georgie. It makes the medicine go down. Oh, that's scary. What's wrong, Joanna? Oh. Uh, they return to regenerate energy from a new group of children. In Mary Poppins' return, she comes back, and uh, George and his sister. George and something Banks. Anyway, Isn't it Mary Banks? Not She's sure. Mary Poppins. No, it's oh, not, not going to be Mary Banks. George and... Jennifer, Judy. If you want Judy. this choice position, have a cheery disposition. Oh my God, give me the kids. Okay, anyway. I don't know. All I know is Dick Van Dyke was the best. They re- re- Jane? In, in Mary Poppins Returns, <laughs> yeah. George and Jane, maybe Jane? not Jane. No. They're both adults now, so it's been like 25 years. And they uh, get their energy from a new group of kids. And they do so with a paper toy. In it, Pennywise uses a paper boat. In Mary Poppins Returns, it's a kite also made out of paper, and the child they lure with it named Georgie in both. They have a tendency to return to the kids who are now adults from the last time they visited. These are all things that Mary Poppins and Pennywise the Clown have in common. 
in both stories, the grown-up versions of the kids forget their experiences. You got to take my word for it. If you didn't see Mary Poppins Returns, there's this whole thing. It's like, why these memories are just coming back to me? Did you see it too yet, Brandon? No. Well, that's the thing that they gather around that, where they they, they kind forget of what happened, everything, yeah. and but once they go back to Dairy Maine, they're memory starts coming back to them. So that is pretty interesting. Why am I not even fine on the IMDb about these kids' names? It's Jane and Michael. It is Jane and... Who's George? George is Michael's... He's the father. Yeah, but... Oh. But he's the the son in Mary Poppins Return. So he would be George's grandson. Oh, okay, okay. Now that makes sense. Okay. In both stories, the grown-up versions of the kids forget their experiences. I said that one. Okay. They both have the power to use what's in the children's mind. Okay. The parents in both stories are oblivious to the fantastical situations their kids are experiencing. Hey, D-Ray, how you doing? Hey. Good to see you. We're just going over the ways that Mary Poppins and Pennywise the Clown are probably the same. Oh. You go see a lot of movies? Yeah, sure Have you seen it too? I sure have. Yeah, he's Mary Poppins, basically. (laughs) Go ahead, have a seat. At the end of Mary Poppins Returns, all the characters go floating off with balloons. Pennywise has a balloon. Wait, in the second or the first Mary Poppins? The second. Okay, so In the first one, she floats off with her umbrella, but in the one that came out last year with Emily Blunt, they all... And that's how the movie ends? And that's the end of the movie. They float away (gasps) with the balloon. They all float. They float. Yeah, right. (laughs) Pennywise is into floating. Uh, hey, D-Ray, how you doing, man? I'm good. It's deep right there. I know. You want to play a game? You kind of walked in, in the middle. Uh, now you turned it into another movie. <laughs> <laughs> want to play a game. Wouldn't that be fun, though, if Mary Poppins was a horror flick? <laughs> they think well, she's really there to take care of the kids and she's Mary Poppins-wise? Yeah. And, like, she just <laughs> murders all the children? She, no, she she doesn't have to. It's just emotion. Like, she thrives oh. off children's sense of wonder and Pennywise th- thrives off their sense of terror. <laughs> okay. She could just drop them off when they get older, and then they they have no education or anything. Just as, bad. <laughs> just as bad. All right, we got a game called the Onion Headline Game, and uh, the Onion is a satirical news site, D-Ray. So I'm going to read four headlines. One of them is a real headline, though. Okay. So the object is to pick out the non-parody headline. Joanna, you going to play today? Sure, yeah. All right, headline number one. New fitness tracker monitors amount of exercise users watch on TV. Once again, new fitness tracker monitors amount of exercise users watch on TV. Headline number two. Trump slams energy-efficient light bulbs for making his skin look orange. All right? Number three. New Beatles box set. Featuring 172 unreleased songs about wanting to hold hands. Number four, CDC recommends families have planned for ditching weakest member in case of disaster. <laughs> are, are there any of those you want me to repeat? Uh, right, remember, repeat them all real three quick. Of them yeah. are, three of them right. are parodies, satire. Uh-huh. One of them's an actual headline. Right. Oh. Can you Re- say I thought one- it was the other way around. I was like, that sounds real. <laughs> no, only one of them is real. New oh, fitness man. tracker monitors amount of exercise users watch on TV. Number two, Trump slams energy efficient light bulbs for making his skin look orange. Number three, new Beatles box set features 172 unreleased songs about wanting to hold hands. <laughs> and number four, CDC recommends families have planned for ditching weakest member 
in case of disaster. You know, if there's a disaster to the station, who we're ditching, right? Buzz. Buzz? Yeah. No, you can't. Buzz, you were are you accident kidding? prone. You, you, you fell. Break, yeah, you break your foot walking out of here. Do you know how many, <laughs> how many like bladed weapons designed for killing yeah. zombies yeah, I have we, at my but, house? Yeah, but we'll reach your house first. Yeah, we're gonna end. There's a bigger chance that you're gonna end up slicing yourself. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's like a solid. <laughs> I got that entire house booby trapped. Good luck getting in there. You're gonna find yourself in a raccoon trap. That's if you're fine. To get into my house. You're gonna yourself. find yourself yeah. in a raccoon trap. <laughs> yeah. All right, Joanne. You're going to forget where the booby traps are. <laughs> D-Ray, did one of those stand out to you that sounds like it could be a real headline? Um, yeah. they uh, Two of them stood out. Right. One, the one we're discussing right now, it seems like something with... Ditching? They, they, they the, might the, actually the, put maybe out... Maybe the word, the word ditching doesn't is not the proper word, but uh, how to survive and leaving grandma in there. <laughs> It just, just makes sense, but I don't know if we talk about that in today's time. So I'm gonna go with the uh, the, the tracking of the the, the, the the what is it the, the, the fitness tracker. Yeah, the fitness tracker. All right, let me you read can tell how much I run on the fitness. Right? <laughs> the, the thing, the machine that you stay healthy on. That thing. New fitness tracker monitors amount of exercise users watch on TV. Let me read a little bit about it. Using the latest in optic nerve monitoring, monitoring the Fitbit Teleview allows users to set and achieve goals for watching televised activity of all types. Stop. Uh, Emphasizing how the Teleview Alta allows users to track activity from commercials, sports, training montages, making special mention of a feature, enabling the device to remind the user to turn on the television if a significant amount of time has passed since they saw someone exercise. That story mm. is from The Onion. That is a yeah, par- no. that is a satirical... Oh. Ah. I'm going with CDC because I feel like they they really want us to figure out who is the weakest link okay. in the family. So you're saying the CDC yeah. recommending you ditch the weakest member. Yeah. All right. I'll Let me read some of the story and then I'll tell you if it was in The Onion or the real okay. news, which is fake news, I guess, if you're Republican, but the real, you know, <laughs> the, the non-satirical news. Right. CDC officials recommended Thursday that families devise plans to ditch their weakest in the event of a disaster. There's a quote from a spokesman. Most Americans know to instinctively abandon their spouses in an emergency. And about half of American parents instinctively know to abandon their children. But it's crucial to also have a list of which siblings and grandparents will be dead weight when the bleep hits the fan. And that is a giveaway that that is an onion story. That feels real, though, and comfortable. That's sad because I was already like making a list in my head. So the only two left... Our new Beatles box set featuring 172 unreleased songs about wanting to hold hands or Trump slams energy efficient light bulbs for making his skin look orange. I'm going to go with the Trump slamming energy efficient light bulbs and not say like he openly did it. Like he just mentioned it. Like as a joke, but he's low key serious. You're saying that making me look orange on everybody's TV. Okay, well, she, I think she kind of got the cheat because we we eliminated two of them. When it comes down to one and Trump, you know there's no Beatles songs. They, they would have been made that money. Paul lost too much in that divorce to not have <laughs> to not have dropped. That's why I brought didn't bring yeah, that up to not get alive. that money. He would have been got that. He lost 100. half of his money. He's still super rich, but you don't get over losing half of your money yeah, to a man. one-legged what bitch. Seven million. What is it? Yeah, yeah no. So you think Trump inter- uh, Trump slams energy efficient light bulbs is the real yeah, headline? I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. agree. <laughs> All right. Let's find out. <laughs> yes. All right. <laughs> uh, 
The Trump administration last week said it would roll back requirements for energy-efficient light bulbs under two previous administrations. So they, you know, they've been encouraging us to use these energy-efficient light bulbs. Uh, Trump said during a speech at a House Republican retreat dinner last week, the bulb we're being forced to use, number one, to me, most importantly, the light's no good. I always look orange. These are words Donald Trump actually Mm -hmm. said. The audience at the 2019 Republican conference member Mm -hmm. retreat dinner laughed at the comment. I bet they looked around to make sure it was okay to laugh first, though. (laughs) It's not the first time the president has been described as orange. Uh, So, yeah, that's what he said his problem with uh, energy efficient light bulbs. That makes his skin look orange. Of course, he was joking. His problem is that it's mm-hmm. good for the environment, and he has vowed to destroy all life. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, fake story new Beatles box set featuring 172 unreleased songs about wanting to hold hands. Uh, this was from The Onion. Here's a little bit of what it says. Remember, this was satirical. Featuring never-before-heard tracks such as Why Don't You Grab My Hand While My Palm Gently Sweats and Hands, 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 EMI Records announced Thursday the release of a new Beatles box set with 172 unreleased songs about wanting to hold hands. My Baby's Knuckles from Abbey Road, (laughs) Glove in Glove from Help, and Clasp It Tight, My Hand on a Hard Day's Night. Okay. So many of John, Paul, George, and Ringo's other odes to hand-holding that were previously lost <laughs> to the ages. Were you sad when you found out this wasn't real because you already were ready to like pre- <laughs> pre-purchase it? No, they got me every time. Yeah. I'm kind of glad I, I don't have to they buy this. heard about this. <laughs> and every time there's a 50th anniversary, they you, I got to go and buy it again because they added something. You know, like George tripping over a chair in the studio. And they included that. It's like, well, I got to have that one. I got to have that version. Change the cover, then walk in different ways across yeah, the street. Right. <laughs> they're, they're going from right to left instead of left to right. Guy must get it. I can't lie. I always buy those t shirts too, the ones with different people walking. Oh, yeah. People, I cannot help but buy those. Like the aliens are walking, and the, yeah, uh, yeah, it gets me every time. I got the one where the Avengers are walking across the Abbey Road thing. <laughs> it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. D. Ray Davis is here, and uh, great to have you in the studio, D. Ray. Thanks for having me. But I charge me rent. So I'm cool. getting a, I'm getting mixed <laughs> signals from your athletic attire. You got a Bulls uh, denim cap on, which I know you're from Chicago, but mm-hmm. you got a Texas baseball. But I don't. Oh, it's a Chihuahuas. Oh, there you go. I yeah, didn't even yeah. I, uh, okay. Somebody must have got that for you since nope. you got here. Nope, I got it at the airport. What I what I normally do. <laughs> What I normally do is I get um, I get shot glasses on the way out. It started with magnets, and then as I got older, I started comedy. When I was eighteen, so I would get magnets, and then it went to shot glasses as I was touring as a comic, and I used them all. You know, I always see those shot glasses at every uh-huh. airport, and, and I love like, them. What are they? What are they for? It's a collection. People yeah, yeah. probably put them up on a wall or and something. And then, right? as of recently, when I've been landing and doing press, I just always wear like a blue shirt or something else. And one of my assistants said, uh, "You should start wearing the shirts here in the city." Because I just, but I've been such a oh, yeah. just such a Chicago sports fan of. Oh, I, I feel like mm-hmm. it's blasphemous if you wear any other 
Sports is tired, no matter how bad we're losing, and we've been losing a long time. <laughs> well, Chicago doesn't have a team in AAA baseball, so it's, not it's like true. <laughs> and that, it, it feel, or, yeah, so so this is okay, but yeah, so and it feels good. It's a nice shirt. It's a nice shirt, and uh, we got a few of them left. No, I'm kidding. Do you like all three of the major sports? Baseball, football, basketball? Yes. You're interested in all of them? Well, not uh, so. I'm interested, but I don't know all the players' names. No, no, but do, like, do you are you White Sox or uh, Cubs or, or Cubs? Okay, yeah, Cubs. Since I was little, uh, very famous. Since I shook um, Andre <laughs> Dawson's hand. Oh yeah, yeah. Bulls. I, I so my in my fandom of basketball and in the '80s, there were <laughs> I would videotape games and watch them later and mm-hmm. just like avoid Sports Center so I could watch the games in their entirety. Uh, I've always been a fan of whoever my favorite player is. That also is my oh, favorite oh, where team. He, okay, where he goes. I'm, I'm, so I'm in the not, 80s, it was Bird. I love Bird because he was slow like me. He couldn't jump like me. But he's only on one team. But he was only on one team. Well, I was a Celtics fan until okay. Jordan came along. So when Jordan came along, it's like, okay, Jordan is now my favorite player. Therefore, I'm a Chicago Bulls fan. All right, good. Well, I don't know. Is well, that acceptable? That, I mean, I mean people, because I'm not I from an so. NBA town. I think so. You can do it. That's that's perfect. <laughs> you can do it, but I can't. I, I guess right say, now I'm a Kevin Durant. So whoever to, Kevin Durant's playing for, that's who I'm for. The Nets? Nah, oh, you don't want to do that. God, no, I really you don't, don't. want to do that. God, I forgot about that. He's not with Golden State anymore. Any team named after any of the the, the products in the rim, the, like the rim, yeah, the rims, the, the glass, glass the floors. No one's named that. The Nets, the they, Boston they Parkays. They're named after the thing they never touch. <laughs> <laughs> um, were you a big fan during the Jordan years? You're yes. About, you're in that age. You would have been like a, you know, like a young guy, right? Yeah. But you're, I still, I, didn't, I never had never went to a game though. But yeah. you, you'd never gone to a Bulls game as I got older. Could you I name all the Bulls? Like, let's say if you're going to go to 1993 roster. Oh wow, <laughs> the Chicago uh, Bulls. Kinda. Uh, well, you had not you the had, entire roster. Okay, let me see how I can do. You had Jordan at the two guard. Mm-hmm. You had Scottie Pippen at, uh, I believe, small forward. Mm-hmm. Who was the guy at center that had that weird Bill Cartwright? Bill Cartwright with that weird Bill fadeaway. Cartwright. Yeah, you Bill Cartwright. At Horace the, Grant. At the one guard. You probably had uh, BJ. BJ. Uh, BJ Armstrong. Armstrong. Or Paxton. They might. I think it was before Paxton. I think it would have been the other uh, shooting guard. His name Kerr? is. Was Kerr? Yeah, Kerr, 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 Kerr was later. Later, yes. Yeah, it, was it was John pa- Paxson. John Paxson. And it's, uh, his name is, he's actually he's weird because it's, it's, uh, he, he taught my daughter, she went to his camp. Big shoulders, brown. Luke Longer. Not Luke Longer, <laughs> crazy. Uh, I forgot it. Randy Brown. Randy, Randy Brown, Brown was there. Uh, Rodman was there. Uh, mm, oh my God, this is terrible, right? For me. But Tony, they don't remember, they don't remember Co- my name. Ask them to name the roster comedians. <laughs> Tony Kukoc. Near Tony the end. Kukoc. Ah, awesome. I love Tony Kukoc. Kukoc. Oh. I love basketball. For some reason, I don't know why. I just. I don't it's watch fast pace. I forgot Will Perdue. No, it's super fat Will Perdue. Stacy King. <laughs> Stacy King. Oh, I went to school with Stacy King. I went to school with Stacy King. Did you? Yeah, he, at Oklahoma. He, he went to Chicago. He was a Chicago kid, too. Do you know he. Uh, like Jordan always trash talks Stacy. I don't know about trash talk, but he he considers Stacy lazy. He yeah, just thought yeah. Stacy was a lazy player. Stacy is like the voice of the Bulls, right? He's a broadcaster yeah. now in Chicago, and he's a beloved former Chicago Bull. Yeah, people. Right? Yeah, people always love. 
Stacy. Plus, he's a Chicago guy too. Like, yeah. Think with the school out there. Who Stacy? Yeah, didn't he go to school out there? No, he went to Oklahoma. He might have. He went to Oklahoma. No, you're talking about like college, right? Yeah, I'm talking. No, about no, high school. I think he's from. No, no, he's from Lawton. Lawton, where's that? Down south of Oklahoma City. Oh no, thanks. <laughs> like, I don't know why we thought he was there. I'm thinking about somebody else there. No, he play, he, who else was from Stacy? I, I played against him in high school, and then he played at Oklahoma when I transferred over to Oklahoma. Okay, so I knew I knew Stacy. I once saw him got beat by a 35 year old who had formerly played with the Milwaukee Bucks at uh, Houston Huffman Gym, which is the student gym. One on one, he played this guy who played for the Bucks. Formerly played for the Bucks was it Lou Alcindor? No, I think it was Jack Sigma. <laughs> oh my God, Lou Alcindor. Was there, wait, is that a different era, right? <laughs> yeah, you're off by about 25 years. Oh, well, yeah. It's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No, because I have a friend named Lou Alcindor who was named after that Lou Alcindor. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. Is, for no reason. Is Alcindor his last name? No. Or is Lou Alcindor And then his last Johnson name. Or jo- whatever yeah. his last name is. Crazy. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's like, they could have named him Kareem Abdul, but they're like, no, I'm going to name him after Lou Alcindor. I'm going to name him. That's what the real fans do. I'm We're gonna original. Him, I'm going to name him Cassius Clay. I'm going to call him Clay. Oh, my God. We had uh, Arsenio on about six months ago, uh-huh. and Arsenio was talking about this uh, sequel to Coming to America. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, sure, Arsenio. Sure, that's what Eddie's telling you. And then it turns out it's true. I know it's, it's all true. true. You know, it's funny. No, it's funny that is that they, them asking Eddie a year ago and him saying what sequel? I'm not doing no sequel. And them asking him, he's like, I'm not. I know nothing about no sequel. You talked to me about sequel. I have no idea. Do you remember sequel. on the air? I kind of blew. I kind of blew off Arsenio. I have no idea. Thinking, all right, Arsenio. He's just trying to get some props on. Huh? No, like, it turns out to be absolutely true. No, I know. Michael, Bla- Michael Blackson is in it too. But it's, Who's I mean, in it? Michael Blackson. The comedian, African King, a comedy guy. Okay, was he in the? No, first? he's just a comic who is African. He's, he's he's pretty popular. See, because right I'm now. hoping Eric LaSalle comes back. I thought oh, everybody. Yeah, Eric LaSalle would definitely. James come back. Earl Jones is still. Alive. Eric is deep into. I think he's deep into um, um, directing and stuff now, though. Yeah, but come back and see what the Soul Glow era has <laughs> turned into. No, I'm sure they got. Oh, they gotta have it on there at some point. Uh, Louis Anderson was Louis, in the original. Yeah, he's. See, now I'm on fries. Sam Jackson. Yes. Sam Jackson he held needs up to the rob. place. I know, yeah, yeah. He needs to try and rob the McDowell's again. Yeah, he's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> they don't got the Sam Jackson check. That I can guarantee. Let's say, nah. Although Sam, through the years, I've watched the movies. I'm like, oh, this must have been like the chill time. You know, I watched like him saving a little kid over in Antarctica. Like movies like that. I forgot what it's called. What was the one with him saving a kid in Antarctica? I forgot, but it's a recent movie, though. It's like in between every movie he'll do, in between a blockbuster like Marvel movie, he'll do like just a movie with Sam Jackson. I think he does movies just for fun. I heard he he he's told the uh, Star Wars, hey, I just want to be in a Star Wars. Just give me a bit part. I'll be a stormtrooper or whatever. And they said, oh, no, no, no. We'll make a whole character. Yeah, for Sam Jackson, for Samuel L. Jackson, it's it's still my favorite that they announced he's going to be the celebrity voice for Alexa. Yeah, like the Amazon Alexa, like you can now pick (laughs) and go to work. I would be so excited to wake up to that every morning. Sam, yes, sir. (laughs) Sam, can you lock the door? Lock your own goddamn door. (laughs) Hey, uh, Sam, uh, can you tell me information about Beto O'Rourke? Does Beto O'Rourke look like a bitch? me <laughs> that's great that's exciting hey uh, we, uh hey samuel will you look up uh, burger places big kahuna 
Burger. <laughs> you know, it looks like James Earl Jones is going to be in the next coming to America. Yeah, he has to also. Yeah, he's he's listed on the the cast list. He's there. Who else is there? Did you ever? Uh, did you? Are you into the superhero stuff, or is that not? A little James? bit. Name. Have you ever heard look, the story? About look, this little, little tiny bit. What do you got? <laughs> he has the Hulk socks. Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> have, have you ever heard the story about how Samuel L. Jackson became Nick Fury? No. Okay, so Marvel Comics, back before they started the movies, just the comic book, wanted to update uh, the character of Nick Fury. So Nick Fury was a World War II veteran with an eye patch. He was a white guy. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I remember. Yes. Okay, so Nick Fury, you remember. They decided they wanted to re- do Nick Fury, and the writers said, hey, let's model him after Sam Samuel L. Jackson. Let's, let's make his appearance based on Samuel L. Jackson. And they said, we, we ought to get his okay. You know, just get his blessing. So they contacted Samuel L. Jackson and told him what they wanted to do with the new Nick Fury character. Mm-hmm. And Samuel L. Jackson not only okayed it, he said, I'll let you do it, but if you ever make a movie, I want to play Nick Fury. That's so simple. when they started making the movies, they were just going to have Nick Fury show up as a cameo for Samuel L. Jackson and kind of like an inside joke. But then they decided, oh, this is great, and he really loves it. And he's awesome, and he looks just like the character because we base the character on him, and that's how he. Oh my god! Only things happen like that. (laughs) Only things can happen like that. D Ray, we want to make the new He Man black, (laughs) and we want to base the power of Grace Go. All right, so if you make He Man, (laughs) I got another. Put this pot belly in it. (laughs) You got you got to use it. I got another game of what is Buzz's girlfriend saying. And I thought, since D Ray's here, we'd let him play. Uh, I started dating this girl. She speaks some English, okay? Oh, <laughs> sexy. And I speak some Spanish. Espanoso. That's yeah. what I call it. And we speak about equal amounts. She's about as proficient in English as I am. How does I arguing go? We don't argue. <laughs> and even better, mo yeah. better. I, we communicate sometimes on Google Translate, like I'm talking to the thing and then hold the phone up to the other person. But we fight. We decided we don't fight because we can't have a deep enough conversation to fight about anything. <laughs> All right. So so they just giggle the whole time. <laughs> Joanna, don't say anything if you guys get it right away because you've been playing it for a few days. I think you're starting to kind of understand uh, my girlfriend. So this okay. is either this okay. is a person. Uh, could be a place. Could be a title of a movie or a song. Could be a celebrity, could be the name of a locate, whatever it is. What is my girlfriend saying? Uh, and I'm gonna play the whole the whole lead up to it. <gasps> funky. Wait, wait. Spice. Okay. Letter. Let. Ah, funky spice late. Okay. <laughs> Joanna, uh, yeah, do you, I, I you think you know what it is? Yeah, I know what it is. Joanna, do you think you know what it is? Yes. Really? Yeah. That's good because we went like thirty minutes on the first one trying to figure out. what you said. <laughs> no, can, Not a not idea. a clue. Okay, listen carefully. Ah, pumpkin spite late. Oh, she could be. She could be. It could be. It's a place. She definitely said lake. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> no, but you could guess again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more it time. It's not a place. It's not a place. No. It's, it's, it could be a thing. It could be anything. Right, All right go. It go. could be a place. It could be a product. It could be a store. All right, go. Whatever it is. A pumpkin spite late. <laughs> Brandon, do you know what it is? Uh, yeah, I know what it is. Yeah, I can. I can well, tell. it must be something local. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's not a big national thing. This is a national thing. Mm. It's uh, 
it's a thing that happens every year around this time of year. D-Ray, look at me. Oh, no, no, wait, 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 wait. He's like, no, wait, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Wait, wait, wait. I, th- I think I got it. The only, only reason I think I got it is because, my, because in, in the black world, <laughs> in the black world, we don't use the M in pumpkin. I, pumpkin. My you sister's use, name is Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Like, that's a nickname. Use, you don't use the M. M, pumpkin. pumpkin. Like if you if, if you talk pumpkin. to black people, don't say black so people don't say like like we don't say pumpkin. Like if my pumpkin. We, no, we I'm say, trying to think if I. No, nah, it's a pumpkin. Okay. Pumpkin seeds. Pumpkin. Pumpkin seeds. All right. So you think the word pumpkin is in here? Wait a minute. I'll let you have another guess. Okay. Later, let a uh, pumpkin spite late. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, just go with that and just pumpkin leave it. Pumpkin spite. Late. How about no matter what y'all think it is, I think I'm right too. So we'll just be back. We'll just, <laughs> okay, so what do you think right. it is? I. You're, you got. I'll, I'll give you this. Like you got the it's, pumpkin spot. You got the pumpkin part right. Okay, she's maybe something. Uh, Later, let a pumpkin spice late. Oh, it's a pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> Christmas. You're right. There wouldn't be an argument because I'd be like, I just gotta go. Isn't that amazing? I'll just be, I'll just say you're right all the time. Play the one that from the 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 last the one first, we did. The, the last three words. I was gonna say the first one. The the one that was the three word one. Wait, hold on. So she was telling me, you know, the way you sound in Spanish is also ridiculous. <laughs> I believe that. I know I do. <laughs> Mejor, you better make you speak Spanish. He's very funny too. No, it's perfect. No, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's like baby. Like a baby? Yes. <laughs> That's how she says my Spanish is. Like a baby. baby. Like a baby? Yeah. Trying to learn. I just love how how Buzz gets the gets that that accent when he no no no. no. Well, if it's the same word in English as Spanish, you damn right I'm going to put a Spanish accent on it because it's a word I know. <laughs> Let's see. This one? Five finger did punch. No, that's a no, new one. Save that one yeah. for next week. But I know what that one was. But Oh, did you get that one? Yeah, that was easy. Clyder Joyce. That one. If you guess this one. Mm-hmm. All right. Clyder Joyce. That's going to hit the first word. Yeah. Clyder Joyce. All right, so just to give you a clue, she was telling me that she used to live in a bigger city in the United States, and they had a grocery store there that's amazing. She was saying it's better than Whole Foods, it's better than Walmart, and you don't have one here. And I said, well, what store is that? Clyder Joyce. And I, it took 30 minutes for me to figure out what oh store my God. she's talking about. Oh, the <laughs> Trader Joe's. <laughs> He's good at this. Well, I also live in Los Angeles. Okay. I've heard that one. <laughs> I've heard that one too, but I, th- I thought it was one. burger sliders the whole time. I was like, sliders give me joy too. Well, I, she, I wouldn't have got it though if you wouldn't have said the grocery store like that though. If you wouldn't have said Dance. better than. You gave a lot of clues. Like, <laughs> like, if this was a game show, you'd be a cheater. I would be your cousin. <laughs> well, we had time constraint here. All right, thank so, you. So, no, I appreciate it. Jokes. No, I appreciate it, but I'm just saying, like, yeah, jokes. you definitely gave me a lot of clues. Listen, 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 I love the way she's saying, like, I'm my English is good. He's good. <laughs> okay. I love the way he's in love. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> and I tell you, in love, I can hear it in the air. It's like, he's like, he just wants to play it. He wants everyone to get out and dark, make the room dark. Everyone hear my girlfriend. I got to tell you, that's my favorite thing. <laughs>
<laughs> not hanging out with her. It's when she says something and I have to try. What? Say it again. Trader Joyce. Dr. Joyce? You want to trade to Joyce? Who's Joyce? Trader Joyce. All right, D-Ray, thank you for dropping by. I appreciate you having me. Great to see you. Go Bulls. Are they, Go. Are they good? Are they going to be good this season? How are the Bears going to be? Always, I'm always uh, happy in the beginning of the season. I always feel good, but then I see them in the clubs when I go home, and you I feel see bad. Out. Yeah, and it's like when I used to see Lamar Odom hanging out. Oh. It's like this can't go. You got a game tomorrow, right? Oh, you should not be this. The only late. person I would hang out late like that would be like Kobe, and you'd be like, you know, tell you, you'd be like, I'm. I, I, I challenge myself. It's like mm-hmm. he's that good and I'm about to have all these shots and I'm going to take all these shots tomorrow. <laughs> right. and, it, and it always where I'm like, man, this is amazing. It would be like the legend that Larry Bird once said he was only going to shoot with his left hand. He's a righty. He said he was only going to shoot with his left hand. And he did? Yeah, and he did for an entire half. And he still had 23 points. Oh my God. <laughs> Stuff like that, It'd be man. Kobe saying, I'm going to drink yeah. until 4 a.m. Yes. I'm going to do 11 shots an hour. And I'm like, yo, this ain't bothering you? He's like, watch. <laughs> and then he, he's done, watch. He, I'll, I'll, he's like, I'll be in the gym at 5 a.m. I'll get up 300 shots. And I'm like, no. Oh. Then it's like, watch the game. I'm like, no, he was You're lit serious? last night. All right, go out and see D-Ray Davis tonight. Yeah. Tomorrow night, you've got two shows each night with yep, D-Ray Comic Davis. strip. I'm, I'm keeping my clothes on. All right, thank you, D-Ray, for dropping by. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Good morning, Cappy. Good morning. You know, my son is very comfortable in your studio. Yeah. Almost too comfortable. He's he's talking wonder, uh, while can, the show's on. He I, just doesn't care. Can I ask him some questions? Sure. Uh, Cody Decker's also here. Oh, hi. Hey, Cody. Can I ask you some questions about the concert? Oh, you're he's chewing a donut, Cody. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I have to wait for him. I he's, get it, man. But you went to a Kiss concert, man. I, I saw know. my first Kiss concert like four years ago. It was life-changing. Paul Stanley, my guy. Were you a kid that went to concerts when you were a kid? Because I didn't go to concerts until I was an adult because of religion. I did? <laughs> well, <laughs> wow. I, I See, I went to concerts all the time, but the concerts I went to, for the most part, sucked. Like I went to my parents' favorite bands, and some of them like were great. Bread or, or no, like, like I got to see a cool. Now my parents listen to some decent music. Well, my dad does, but mostly, like I went to a uh, Doobie Brothers concert, and it was killer. Yeah, that sounds cool. And then I went to a Boskags concert, and I hated life. You didn't like Boskags? No, Lido, he don't do. No, that was his closer. But that, it turns out, I found out that day, I like one Boskags song, Lido Shuffle. Yeah, and I had to listen. <laughs> To 20 horrendous songs until I got to Lido Shuffle. Hey, Joel, uh, can you talk now, Joel? Yes. Okay, tell me about the Kiss concert. Where oh. did you go to see it? Do you know where you I went? I went to Albuquerque. Yeah. My favorite song was I Was Made for Loving You. And I was to- made for loving you, baby. It's a real disappointing choice. Does that, <laughs> does that sound like how the singer sounds? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Did they play that song? Yes, they did. What other songs did they play? They played like Detroit Rock City. Detroit Rock um, City. Deuce. Um, That's a great one. Love me some Deuce. Yeah. Um, Black Diamond. Black yeah. Diamond. How about Rock and Roll All Night Party Every Day? Yes, they played that. And um, what's the other one? Beth. Um, Beth, I hear yeah, they, you. Yeah, call. they played Beth. Who sang it? 
Uh, the new drummer. Really? Yeah. New drummer. Eric Singer. Yeah, well, Eric Singer. I shouldn't say he's a new drummer. He's Did been he around really since 1991. It? He's just, you know, yeah, he sang it. Huh. He's got, a, he's got a good voice. Yeah. As good as Peter Chris's? Peter Chris has a very distinctive voice. Yeah, he does. Uh, did Gene Simmons spit blood? Yes, he did. <laughs> what else did he do? Um, he breathed fire too. Uh huh. He sung "God of Thunder." Oh yeah. Yeah. See, now you can listen. You can tell he's a fan. He's rattling off songs, and you me, know he he knows. Let me tell you, when I was a kid, I wasn't a cool kid, but the cool kids would come back to school like on a Wednesday, and they'd gone up to see Kiss or Ozzy or somebody like that, and just looking on the outside, it was like. Oh my God! These kids are so cool. They're in a whole different realm. They got a concert tee. They went with their older brother or something. They probably got a little contact high going on. And here I am stuck going to like the Gaither Brothers or I thought you were gonna say Waylon Jennings. No, I wish. <laughs> I wish I'd gone to Waylon Jennings. Well, Joel, that sounds great. Did you get any souvenirs? Uh, Did you get any of Gene Simmons' blood on you? No. Okay. Did he stick out his tongue? Yes. What do you, What do you think's up with that tongue? I don't know. Can you show Joel when you stick out your tongue? It looks like Gene Simmons. See. Woo! Oh, yeah. You totally have a Gene. Nailed like a, it. Like a junior Gene Simmons tongue going on. <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little uh, sports, guys. Let's start off with, uh, I guess we'll start off with baseball. And we're decide- We're finding out who's who's in the playoffs, who's not in the playoffs. So oh, yeah. Who, what, who's the big story this year? Really, right now, the big story has been, well, the, the last story is the National League West. Mm-hmm. The National League West has been incredible, and here's why. The Brewers, who were seemingly out of it at the start of September, they're about yeah. six games out of the wild card. They have won, they've gone 17-6 and six this entire month. It's been an unreal month. They've, their winning percentage is 800. And they've done it without their best player, uh, Christian Yelich, who's been injured the entire time. Tell, Forget- bu- tell Buzz how he got hurt. Uh, was this the guy that punched the wall? No. Did he, fouled, he fouled the ball off his kneecap and fractured his kneecap. Okay. This, no sport anywhere in the world has weirder injuries than baseball. Like, yeah. nothing could hold a candle to bizarre injuries. Yeah, yeah. It's never, it's very rarely a guy takes another guy's head off with his shoulder pad. <laughs> it's always like he, he stepped on the base wrong and hyperextended his knee. That's or, always how it happens. I, I once watched a guy dive head full on head first, parallel to the ground, backwards into the outfield wall, trying to make a diving catch. Mm-hmm. He had to be carted off the field. We had to bring an ambulance in. All right. Who, who else is playing in October? Well, you got uh, now, if you're talking about the American League, the Yankees and the Astros are really the two best teams right now. But the Minnesota Twins Woo! set a new Major League Baseball record for most home runs by a team in a season. Oh, are you a Twins fan? Hell yeah, baby! I can never figure you out, dude. You guys got... What? I, why, aren't you a, why aren't you a Mariners? Well, that's, I don't like the Mariners. <laughs> okay. Why? Because they haven't won since NOM? No, I just never watched the Mariners because I grew up in Portland, Oregon. And the AAA ball club for the Twins was the Portland Beavers when I was growing up. Oh, so okay. I just kind of naturally made that. It'd be like if you grew up in El Paso with the Chihuahuas and you become a Padres fan. Wait, question. If you were in Portland, Portland, Oregon, my question for you is, were you around during the Portland Mavericks three-year magical no. run? You missed that? No, that was before my time. Uh, what did the Mavericks play? I don't even know what that is. That was Kurt Russell, yeah. his dad. Bing Russell bought a team. that Basically, the AAA team Kurt left. played or- here, you know. Yes, I know. Oh, okay. He finished, last time he played, was in Portland, Oregon for a team called the Mavericks. They joined the short season A-ball league, the Northwest League, which is an affiliated league. 
But this team was solely, entirely independent. No affiliation to a major league team. They were the only independent team in affiliated baseball. It made no sense. And not only did they do well, they broke every attendance record. They The city blew up over it, and it became a problem because they kept beating all these affiliated teams. What, what, it was, there's a the Battered Bastards of Baseball is a phenomenal documentary on Netflix that's all about the Portland Mavericks. Did you say that that Kurt Russell's dad bought the team? Bought it. Okay, so he bought the team. Mm-hmm. Was it so Kurt could play for the team? No, because no. Kurt didn't even play for him until like a year in. And he only like kind of played. He just like showed up as like, ah, Kurt Russell's here. How old was Kurt? Because Kurt was now, a child story star. About Pat, you know? now, the story about Kurt Russell in El Paso was he was off to a great start, was hitting like 380. Um, and then he slid into second base to break up a double play. And he broke and, and he basically ripped up his leg. And he had some movies he was filming at the time. And they were telling him, you probably are not going to be able to go back to baseball because it's going to interfere with your film career. And that's why he called it quits. But he was off to the best start in his career in El Paso. So in 1972 with the Sun Kings before he got hurt. What, what was the what were the years of the uh, Mavericks, Portland Mavericks? 73 to 77. So I was not even born yet. Okay, but if you didn't know, Kurt Russell was already a star because he'd been in a bunch of Disney movies. Yep. He was on Gilligan's Island as a kid. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 really great. It sucks that his career ended the way it did because you know he went on to do great things like saving the president in a in a police state of New York. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. <laughs> Snake plus kid. He had an eye patch. Where, where, when did he save the president's daughter? I thought that he saved the president's daughter. Oh, that was, daughter. In, that, that was in Los Angeles. Oh, that was in Los Angeles. Yeah, that, right. we don't talk about that. Okay. It was a really bad one. How, how's your movie career doing? Ah, it's all right. It's a little bit on hold. I'm really, really busy at the moment. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But you still want to go ahead with ah, it? If someone call, if, if Joe Carnahan gives me a call, I'll definitely make some time for him. I saw you in the uh, Cara D studio. It looked like you were doing a show. Mm-hmm. Are you doing your show back to San Diego? Uh, no, my show is actually national. Okay. Uh, it's uh, Intercom. I work for Intercom. Intercom is rebranding to Radio.com. They're trying to move everything into the dig- digital sphere. And uh, my wife and I have a show called Swings and Misses. It's every day, live, three hours straight. We only get three three-minute-long breaks, which is really great when a bathroom is not close to us. And uh, basically, I am. We use a Skype system whenever we're on the way kit, and I'm basically skyping in today. Okay, so she was she was on the show, but someplace else. She'll be in Lo- she'll be in Los Angeles she's while in I'm Los here. Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, what are you going to do while you're in town in El Paso? Uh, so I took a job here as an associate executive director of the El Paso Border Youth Athletic Association. I we're do ba- that. Yeah, we're basically building like a uh, spring training complex here, and we're trying to change baseball in El Paso for guys to get more game. Basically, the goal of the organization is to get as many kids into college through baseball and softball. And we want to change how baseball and softball is trained here because, believe it or not, El Paso is a little bit kind of in the dark ages when it comes to baseball training and getting guys to the next level. Uh-huh. We're fixing that. We're bringing in uh, Joe Bimel and uh, Brent Dean. They run a program in L.A. called Bimel Elite Athletics. It's the next level of the next level when it comes to training, physical training, throwing programs, everything you could ever want. And, you know, we've had a, we're having a track record down in L.A. of getting one guy, two guys a week to the next level, four-year universities, drafted, all that. Uh, is this going to be like a physical site with a bunch of fields and stuff? Yeah. Or practice facility? Yes, we are. But right now, we are, we're getting started in a, the facility we have on the east side called The Base. So we're, we're already going to get started like in the next month. All right. Um, 
And you got to go to wrestling tonight? Yeah, I am. Come on, man. <laughs> WWE coming in town. I hear the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson, the OC coming in. I'm going to be all apart. I'm going heel tonight. What you don't know is that Cody actually changed his flight reservations to come in early for, <laughs> wrestling? for wrestling. Yeah, yeah I wasn't yeah. going to do my... I was going to fly in today after my show, and then he called me. He's like, hey, you know, WWE here's here next week. So I immediately text some of the wrestlers. I'm like, hey... Who's going to be in El Paso? And they all text me back, me, me, me. I'm like, well, someone's changing their flight. So is me. Like, like I go. will see you there. Put me in the front row. <laughs> Who are you really, really good friends with? A uh, bunch of them. Uh, uh, Rusev is a good friend of ours. His wife, Lana, they're friends of ours. Jen, Jen, my wife, and Lana were uh, roommates. They went to the WWE together, actually. Oh. Uh, Jen, until Jen broke her neck. Wait, wait, Jen was going to be a wrestler? Uh, there was more. She was going to be like a backstage interviewer. In fact, she does a lot of work for AEW, WWE's well, how did top. She was she in developmental? Yes, yeah, she was. How did oh, she break okay. her neck interviewing people? Oh, no, no. They, they still, they <laughs> still oh, trained no, no. her. Yeah, oh. I was going to say, when you're, even if you're uh, like an interviewer, you still go through developmental. So developmental, that's in Florida, and that's where all the wrestlers go through. So once wait, you wait, get so signed by saying, WWE. Like, if I want to be the next mean Gene Okerlund, I have to go in and yeah, wrestle you, with these monstrosities? Oh, yeah, you got to go. Go take a bump. Why? Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm not even try- I'm not even working in the company, and I had to take some bumps. Yeah, it wasn't fun. Yeah, a they, bumps. They... By the way, different from the drug culture <laughs> reference, right? Doesn't have to Maybe. be. <laughs> Doesn't have to be. Well, in the 70s for sure. <laughs> the <laughs> 80s for sure. Right, I want to make it very clear. I'm not talking about bumps. the 70s bump. A bump in wrestling is you're taking a hit. You're taking a body slam. You're getting kicked in the face. That type of thing. Yeah. I've taken like three bumps now. A great example trained. is Eden, um, Cody Rhodes' wife. So Cody Rhodes' wife, she was actually... Wait, is Cody Rhodes related to Death Rhodes, the American Dream? He's his son, yeah. That's his son. His son is the American Nightmare. I opposed to the dream, Death Rhodes, baby. <laughs> so she actually, when, God, she was in the WWE, when she was in WWE, she was a commentator. So she was doing all of the interviews. She was doing all of the in-ring announcements, things like that. But then when they left and started All Elite Wrestling, she is now wrestling in there. So she and people, some people are saying, oh, I didn't know she wrestled. It's like, no, they... they they're all trained. Mm-hmm. JoJo's trained. Uh, now she's with Bray Wyatt, of course, so she just had a baby. But JoJo is trained. She was trained. All of them uh, oh, have I, that training. I, I, I don't I don't want to get off the topic of WWE, but we're going to have uh, front row tickets at 2 o'clock this afternoon. All just right. Just make front row tickets. What's going on at 2? Oh, you're giving away front row tickets? We're giving away front row tickets. Let's go. Uh, well, you, <laughs> I don't, well, you could win. You're not an employee of the station. I'm not. Yeah, dude. By I'm, all means. I'm, I, if anything, I'm, your, I'm a competition. <laughs> You're an iHeart station. I I can't believe it's it's actually we're my not an iHeart station. What are you guys? Town Square. Oh, you're Town Square. I apologize. You're not my competition. You're my friends. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take out that. Buzz has never been. He talks so much trash on wrestling, but he's no. Never... I, I used to go to wrestling all the time yeah, when I was a kid. Nor, you haven't been to the new wrestling. You haven't been to WWE. I felt you haven't very been to AEW. Ring of Honor. Very betrayed by wrestling. Why? All right. Oh my gosh. Tell the story. This is a dumb story. Here's 1980. <laughs> this is one of my favorite all-time Buzz stories. Me my best friend Joe Wears go to see the local wrestling. Uh, like they would travel around, so they came through our little town. They did it at the rec center, but they were the stars. Like you know, you, it used to be real regional. Yeah. Like if you grew up in Ohio, you knew a bunch of wrestlers. Yeah. If you grew Florida. up in Florida. It was it, in the Midwest in Oklahoma. Yeah, it was the territories big, back then. Yeah, the big stars of the NWA were uh, Cowboy Bill Watts. Mm-hmm. It was Junkyard Dog. Mm-hmm. It was Tony Atlas. Skandar Akbar. Yeah. These guys would come through. So and everybody we, was all in different spots. Yeah. So we, we went to go see him. And we knew, like, they didn't really, like, we knew 
because when you're real close, you you can see that they don't necessarily hit the guys with the full force. So we, we we knew that, but what really got us was afterwards we stuck around to get uh, autographs, and Tony Atlas came out. Tony Atlas was a was a babyface, and he was like a bodybuilder, and he was just like, well, his mortal enemy, who if these two were ever in the same room together, they would try and kill each other. General Skandar Akbar came out and instead of immediately trying to kill each other they just like were shooting hoops in the wreck they were just like you know and they'd no. already taken a shower and then T- Skandar Akbar would pass the ball to Tony Atlas and they'd joke and they were laughing and talking about where they were going to dinner and that was a bridge too far yeah they broke <laughs> kayfabe they broke kayfabe in front of you you can't do that and I was 11 <laughs> they were out there buddying it up and these guys are mortal enemies and ever since then I just uh, you know Oh, it crushed me. <laughs> you are aware that they're all friends, right? For the most part. Now, <laughs> I, yeah, I wasn't, I, but I wasn't then. And me and my friend Joe, where's we had our like our little pad of paper and the thing. We just looked at each other and we like, and we just left. <laughs> we just left with Joe Ware's mom. You know, what was my favorite thing. It, it actually reminds me of a story of Ric Flair. Apparently, Ric Flair and uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat had this huge feud in the eighties. Well, I knew about it, but like the, what what they were doing is they would go from town to town. And they were so big on kayfabe that, you know, Ric Flair would take his car or whatever he was doing, rental car, get to the next town. He would stop at a gas station, get whatever he needed to get. And he would go inside. And then Ricky Steamboat, anytime he saw his car outside, he would pull up and he would run into the into the uh, like uh, liquor store and start screaming at Ric Flair and cutting a promo on him, even though there was only like four people. And he was in- just doing it for the people that happened to be in the liquor That's store. That's it. Just to keep kayfabe. And apparently Ric Flair used to get to the next town. I'm like, hey. That was a show, right? You're not actually mad at me. He's like, oh, no, no, no. Just That was for the people in there. Just run in. There's, <laughs> a, there's a guy behind the counter. There are a couple winos yeah. buying stuff. It's, let me tell you something, Ric Flair. Thursday <laughs> night at the Omni. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you something, brother. <laughs> they were like pumpkin. the original YouTube prankers. <laughs> just into places. People have no idea what's going on. All right. Great. Uh, well, Cody, you're going to do your show today? I here? am. I okay. am. Uh, on here, you could listen to it on radio.com app live. You could watch it as well. Um, and, uh, you know, you can listen in podcast form wherever you want. The show's called Swings and Misses. I'm doing it today, El Paso time, 11 to 2. And then you're going to get over to, to wrestling tonight. So oh, people yeah. can see Woo. Cody Decker tonight at wrestling. I'll be there. All right. Thanks, Acting Cody, like for dropping by. Oh, thank you so much for having me, man. Yeah. Love you. All right. Come back and hang out with us some more. Don't threaten All me right. with a good time. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, Felipe Esparza, who won last comic standing, is here. He's at the Plaza Theater for one show tonight. And we're going to have Felipe coming in right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right. Felipe is here. Felipe Esparza. <laughs> who won last comic standing in 2010 and is appearing at the Plaza Theater tonight. One night only in El Paso at the Plaza Theater. Hi, Felipe. Felipe's dressed like a Pokemon. What's up, fool? Did you know that was Pokemon? <laughs> no, I didn't know that was a cat. No, it's a, it's a Bulbasaur. I brought that out for Joel to play with Steve's kid. <laughs> and he didn't want to put it on, but what Felipe up? put it on. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm on my way to a rave in a desert. That outfit you are. <laughs> I mean, you look comfy. I'm not going to lie. I am. I'm, I could walk with it. I could cry with it. I could sleep with it. <laughs> I was I was thinking of, you know, the, the season that Felipe won, uh, Last Comic Standing. Mm-hmm. And just to let you know how time can play tricks on you, I was thinking, 
It might have been last year. <laughs> it might have been two <laughs> years ago at the most. It was uh, almost 10 years ago. Almost 10 won. years ago. And did that really change things for you right away? Yes. I, I stopped. Um, I started to work more out of, out of California. I started headlining. Yeah. I got with an agent, and he um, hooked me up. Now you're doing big theaters. It's big theaters, yes. People, so Plaza Theater uh, tonight. Tell us about the tour um, so far. I, I've been on the, my tour now for about a year. We did like 22 dates so far, at least. It's called the Bad Ombre Tour, and I'm very fortunate to be doing the Plaza Theater, and I think there's they opened up the tickets for the mezzanine. Okay. I remember coming to the Abram Chavez Theater with other comedians. I remember it was with Jeff Garcia, Edwin Samuan, Gilbert Escobel. And man, we had like 43 people there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I think 50 Cent must have bought out the whole thing <laughs> for us. But there was like a festival outside that was for free, it was like a carnival. It was like Cinco de Mayo or something. Uh-huh. They got so, a lot of stuff going so on. So everything was they... going on outside. Nobody wanted to come inside. Well, you should have gone when it was really hot. People would have gone was... in just for the air conditioning. <laughs> I remember it was empty, man. I just remember going like, wow, man, this is tough. When I first met you, Felipe, you were part of uh, Gabriel's crew? Yes. You were part of Gabriel uh, uh, Fluffy's crew. Yeah, we were here and we were doing the the comic strip when it was in the west side. Yeah? By Coronado High School. That's right. It's been that long. Gabriel, uh, I like Gabriel. <clears throat> Gabriel and I have, like, like I feel like I uh, offend Gabriel a lot, but I don't, <laughs> I don't really do it intentionally, but... How? Uh, Various ways. <laughs> Why you show up with no cupcakes? No, I think I think the first thing you was don't want to sell merch before uh, before Gabriel was really super famous. They had a commercial for the El Paso Water Company. That's right. Hold on, I forgot about that. And he was the guy, <laughs> and is like, "Hey, drink drink more water." And Masawa. So at first, I was like. Well, wait a second. If you're promoting people to drink water, get a skinny guy because it's supposed to be healthy for you. Don't get... <laughs> and then I found out like he was a talent from L.A. And I was like, you could have had a fat guy from El Paso running yeah. around pretending to drink water. And Patrick I said Patrick Candelari must have been too busy. Yeah, Pat, Patrick Candelari would have loved to have that gig. He would have loved it. Buzz would have loved that gig. So I said that and it got back to Gabriel. And what I've, what I've realized is that Gabriel is, is very tender hearted, you know? There's a heart. There's a heart in there, under all that fat. Yeah. So he was offended that I did that. And Which then comedian were, did you put on the Deadpool list? And April. they got. Oh, <laughs> Willie Barsena. What? That's <laughs> <laughs> just always on the list. <laughs> well, the the way that we used to, and we don't do it anymore because it just hurts too many people's feelings. But we used to try and pick out who who we thought would die. And the reason you didn't just pick a bunch of people who were in their 90s is you get more points for the younger they yeah. are. Yeah. You know how it works so he was my young guy <laughs> I didn't think he was gonna die anyway it got back to him it ended up being part of his set and I think it's still I think the last time Gabriel was here they said hey he, he talked about you for 15 minutes <laughs> show that to Buzz show, I saw that yesterday and I was gonna uh, screenshot it and send it to Willie and be like we miss you <laughs> I said I'm Tekashi 6 9 right out Willie <laughs> Willie Barsuna is leaving the 
So Takashi is like ratting on everybody in court right now. Oh, oh. Like Cardi B, he's yeah. like, yeah, she's she, a blood. Yeah, the, she's in a gang. He's just ratting he out said, uh, Gar- Jim Cardi, Jones. Cardi B, Jim Jones, the Guyana tragedy, Jim Jones. No, <laughs> <laughs> don't drink the punch. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like na- naming all these people. So there's a meme going around. I have to explain memes. Uh, so there's a meme going around. It's just like, all right, is there anything else you want to tell us? And it's Takashi just saying things. It's like, well, you want to know how Paso girls are affording all those vacations and just different things like that. So that's what his mean means about Willie. Why, why is he? I thought he got in trouble for fooling around with a fan who was underage. Was that what Takashi that, 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 that was the beginning of it. And but Allegedly. now it's turned into this thing where I he's I, ratting on everybody. I don't know much about him. I know he has face tattoos. Yes. Mm-hmm. And colored hair. But they were talking about he might go into the witness relocation program. Yes. How do you go into the witness relocation program if you're a famous person with with famous face tattoos? And well, you have rainbow bright hair. Well, and that's part of the thing is they're saying they're not going to pay to get his tattoos on his face removed. Like, he has to pay for that. And I'm thinking, wait, wait, well, yeah, is it he true has money he's going to go into the witness relocation it, it's program? A, oh, it's, it's like a possibility, I guess. Look, here's what I do. I think tattoos are cool, but I can't commit to anything. I get fake tattoos. Wow. And they wash off after a few days. <laughs> so that, a, that, that the kind you put like saliva on your arm no, you and then put the paper and like put it a, off? Like warm water. <laughs> and you do it also on there. known as saliva, yes. Yeah. Now look at Brandon. Mm-hmm. Brandon, show, show your tats. Brandon's got a whole sleeve. And that's real? All real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I think it looks cool, but I wouldn't want to have it forever, so that's what I do. That was like, yeah. I, I showed him my newest tattoo I got, and he's like, you got your dog tattooed on you? I'm like, I did. I really did. Some people get their dog's paws tattooed on their arm. No, I got his face. Yeah. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah. Um, I have um, three dots right here to represent my crazy life, and um, I have a bat tattoo right here, but it used to be a woman's name. But I gave Iglesias, he paid for the cover-up. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good friend. I'm tired of seeing her name. What what did, what did he cover it up with? Uh, Batman. I have a bat signal, a bat sign right here. Oh, okay. A bat. I thought the dots on the hand meant something like... When man. I got it, it was my, my vida loca, my crazy life. Now it means something else, but I'm not part of that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what else is new? Are you? Are you? Do you I'm have any time stuff. to do auditions? Are you acting? Or? I've been. Uh, I've been to a lot of auditions. I, I go to my acting class every week, but I, don't, I still haven't got the audition I wanted. I auditioned for that show Superstore, and I uh, got it. Yeah, oh, I nice. see. I oh. see you from time to time. Are I play you Cody. Be in this I, season? Not yet. I play Cody in season two and three. Yeah, I no, I've seen you every time. Guy. I get real excited because I watch that show. They got a lot of funny people. Yeah, I love that show. Uh, they're all funny and they're all nice to me. It's weird. When I audition for that show, <laughs> Wait, I audition for the guy. Yeah. Who, huh? <laughs> why, why is it weird? weird? You're like they're really fun and nice to me. It's weird. Because sometimes you go to a set and everybody's acting nice because they're, they're acting nice. They're, they're just they're forced to act nice. Oh, mm-hmm. but they're legitimately they're legitimately nice. Act nice. Okay. I see them like they're all they're really hanging out, having lunch together. Do you they're know? Like going separate. Do you know America Ferrer? <laughs> yes. You know she's married to a guy who grew up here, uh, Ryan. Williams? I don't remember his last name. Well, yeah, Did his anyway. mom own cookies by design? 
That was a great episode. I don't know about that. I just know that Ryan married America Ferrara, and she's like the star of the show. And then they got a, a young guy on there who plays a character named Jonah, who you would swear is a young Scott Bale. Like, yeah. He looks just like the young version of Scott Oh, Bale. he was on Drop Dead Diva. Yeah. What? He played Fred the Angel, the guardian angel on Drop Dead Diva. I really liked that. He was also the art department of that show, Mad Men. Yeah. No, he's so good. He's the one that cut a nipple off in Mad Men <laughs> to prove his love. <laughs> You sound like a guy who's, who watches a lot of TV, which is what, a lot of TV. what my life is all about, yeah. is not only watching, but also making a schedule to manage my TV watching, because there's so much good crap on me. Yes, man. Like, right now, I'm stuck watching 90 Day Fiance. Oh, my God! Oh, my God! Love After Lockout. Okay. Yeah, I don't even watch what would this. You do? I'm trying to find a job here in India. <laughs> Are you watching this season? Yeah. What would you say to Caesar I'm if done. you could sit down and talk to Caesar? He's Caesar the, the one that has the, the woman way near the men, right? Yeah, and he went. He flew to Mexico. Spent he's 40, given us something like he's a nail tech. Yeah. And he spent like $40,000 over the course of their relationship sending her money. But every time he wants to meet up with her, there's an excuse for not meeting up. Yeah. He is obviously, obviously being catfished, right? Far the way, man. I would have, if I was here, man, I would just move to El Paso and get the whatever leftover money he has and just make trips to Juarez every day. <laughs> <laughs> to watch the donkey show. Do you, I have to ask you, do you really watch... Uh, 90 Day Yes, my wife is hooked to, on that show. Okay. But we, we used to watch Love After Lockup before that. That's how we got started with that show. I'm done. Get out. <laughs> uh, last season, there was a couple named Darcy and Jesse. And, and Jesse. Yes. That was the most toxic couple you've ever seen in your life. And she's, in, she's now in um, England. The, she's in England. With a new guy. Oh, that girl's crazy. The one with the twin. All she yes, and all <laughs> she twin. does is cry. Yes. You know what? It, it, what amazes me about Ninety Day Fiance is it's not women that are obsessed with the show. Yeah. It is men. I was getting. When I was at both. The, I was at the tattoo shop the other day. My guy friend's like, you know what I'm really into right now? Ninety Day Fiance. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, stop. But that's the thing is, it starts with the women like Buzz. Got introduced to it from a woman. My wife got me into it, and Felipe just said that his wife is. <laughs> yes. Well, John and just we likes it. <laughs> My friend John just really likes oh, Nike Day Fiance. <laughs> one of the most fascinating one was this blonde redneck lady from the South yeah. who fell in love with Michael, who's Nigerian Mur Mur or something. Oh yeah. And it's it's clear what's going on here. She's like, is she the one that walked up the sand dune and he kept calling her fat? And she couldn't get on the camel. Well, he never calls her fat. No, she no, that's, different, that's a different couple. Oh, no, okay. no, he, he he tells her, you know, kind of to her face, under, a little underhandedly, like, you know, we need to buy this because we we, we need to afford more fabric because you're larger and oh, for like the wedding dress or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, right. He doesn't mean to do it, but he accidentally sets her off. And what's always interesting to me is when whoever the American is, it could be the guy or the girl. There's a good chance the American is twice the age yeah. of the person they're trying to to get. Like the you lady know, that's in India with the dude who's already married. Yeah, uh, I should put on that guy that has like a little little head and little shoulders, and he's in Colombia on his third girlfriend, and a girl oh, found out. Yeah, yeah, is yeah, that yeah, Paul? Yeah. No, 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 no. You're thinking of Paul and Carini in Brazil. Yeah. yeah. Felipe's talking about, I can't remember his name, but that's, remember, this is the one that you think that's the smoking hot chick the from Colombia. The girl is hot, yeah. way out of his league. And, he barely kissed her. And the dude is like metrosexual. Yeah. 
Oh, and he's got the former fiance that yes. he's still best friends with. Yes. Um, Wait, so take, that guy has a little head and he little has a little head, yeah, little he shoulders. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he looked like um, Larry Parker got him two point one million. <laughs> I, I think that woman is it Jennifer? Whatever the woman's I name is. Remember. She is, is a, it Larissa? No, Larissa some no, Larissa was somebody else. That was from another season. Anyway, I, the point is she is a smoke show. Yeah, man. Like she's amazingly hot. No, yeah, it is Jennifer. It is Jennifer. I believe so, it? yes. Right. How about well, that guy that um, he, he went over there and she never showed up to pick him up at the airport. <laughs> had to take a horrible bus ride. <laughs> oh my. Yeah, I remember. I would have oh, turned around the, and left. Was he the one that uh, his dad just passed away? Yeah. Oh, and, and he made a friend with one of, it was like a friend of hers. So he becomes best friends with this dude. And as they're going out like on a walk, like, you know, to like hang out for the day. The guy's like, hey, man, I got something I got to admit to you. Like, I hooked up with your fiance. Like, it was before you guys were together, but, you know, we used to hook up. And he's like, oh, okay. And then you start feeling bad for him. And then come to find out the whole town that they live in laughs behind his back because she cheated with him with another ex-boyfriend while they like while he was back in the States. And this guy's one of the nicest guys on the planet. And he's from where? He's from Washington. Oh, wow. Okay. Felipe, what else do you watch? <laughs> I watched um, uh, uh, Seinfeld on Hulu. <laughs> I watched like an episode a day. Remember, sometimes two episodes. I he's, think I know every episode now. These pretzels are making me thirsty. thirsty. <laughs> I should go back. I didn't really watch Seinfeld. It's funny, man. Every week, like when it was on. There's this one part where they're at a Chinese restaurant and they're calling for, they're looking for George Costanza, and uh, the Asian guy goes. Did you get a phone call? I don't know. Somebody keeps calling for Cartwright. Cartwright. He say nasty words, so I hung up on him. That's me. He he he, he couldn't pronounce George Costanza, uh, so, you're so he was Cartwright. hearing Cartwright. <laughs> Speaking of not being able to understand what people are saying, oh, should I let? <laughs> yeah. Should I let uh, Felipe try and figure out what my girlfriend is saying yes. in English? What is grocery store in Boston? <laughs> Trader Joyce. <laughs> Say uno más. Trader Joyce. She's describing a grocery store that we don't have in El Paso. Do you know what it is? Driver's Choice? Not Driver's <laughs> Choice. Good guess. <laughs> Trader Joyce. She said, Say it again? It's like Whole Foods. Trader Joyce. But better. <laughs> Trader Joe's. That's right. She said Trader Joe like my mom. Trader Hold on. I speak good English right now. That's my girlfriend. Nice, man. The total 90 day fiance. Speaking of hell yeah, man. No, no, no. She's a permanent resident. No, she's a permanent resident. on 90 day fiance. Her voice only got We're going to check in. We've got. Okay, if if you want to stick around, Felipe. Felipe Espars is at the Closet. Can you stick around? Yeah, stick around. Okay. Can we stick around? We've got Luis, <laughs> the Proud Boy. Luis, the Proud Boy. Do you know what the Proud Boys are? No. They're like guys that are proud uh, to be gay. No. Well, yes. yeah. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Basically, <laughs> they're the. They show up at a lot of these rallies where, they, like Tiki, <laughs> I, I don't call them white supremacists because that offends Luis. Yeah. And also. He's Mexican, so they're not white supremacist, but they are kinda. They're chauvinists. They're they're but they're proud of it. You know what? If Luis will hold, he'll. I'll have him explain it to us all over again. But these are the type of people that show up, like pro Trump stuff, and 
uh, the, like, little, the Little Penis Club. Maybe. I don't know if that's the case, uh, but they want to fight Antifa. I don't know if you know what that Antifa? is. Antifa was that? Like anti-fascist. So oh, anti-fascist. Oh, look at them black. Your, your dream is to fight an anti-fascist. Doesn't that by default kind of make you a you gotta, you got to fight yourself. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. All right, so we've got uh, Luis, the Proud Boy. He's a member of the organization of the Proud Boys. And he says that he is in a, uh, like a 90-day fiancé type of relationship. So, so is Buzz. But. I don't, I don't, no, I'm not. Okay. No, those 90-day fiancés, they have to come over on a special visa. Yes. My girlfriend was already here on a permanent resident thing. We're just, she does, it's, we're just saying it's very similar. She does want me to go visit her hometown, though, and I'm like, no, man. I pick up the paper, and it's like four people got shot. Where does she live at? Chihuahua. Oh, hell no. <laughs> Wait, where are you from? California. Yeah, but before that? Sinaloa. Sinaloa. That's right. But I, I, I As in, up. you usually hear Sinaloa immediately followed by the word cartel. Cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> but I grew up in, uh, I, I didn't, well, there not long. Actually, I'm from that same town where they call El Chapo. Where they caught Los Mochis. Yeah. I grew up in a little a little smaller town than that called um, Ruiz Cortines. It's tiny, man. Like the bathroom were outside and the ground was not gravel, dirt. A water truck will come in at night and water the whole town so it won't be dusty. You didn't have indoor plumbing? Hell no. And um, most of the people there were cotton pickers. Like my uncle would go cotton up, pickers, cotton pickers, Mexican cotton pickers. Well, I didn't and, know there um, were any cotton pickers. They would go, my uncle would go in his truck and they would fill up the whole truck with cotton. Oh, I used to have to chop cotton. Had, oh my hands god, hands get all bloody and raw at the end of the day. But if there's cotton there, a cotton swab would clean it up. <laughs> yeah, hey, shut uh, your damn cotton picking mouth. I remember that bad word from Pippi Longstocking. Hello, Louise. Hello, Buzz. Hi, Felipe. I'm a fan of yours. I like your comedy, man. What's up, Luis? All right, so I don't want to get bogged down on the whole Proud Boy thing. I'll just say yeah. that on their Wikipedia page for Proud Boy, it says the Proud Boys is a far-right neo-fascist organization. But you probably dispute that. Tell me yeah. about your relationship. Well, I met a, I met a Colombian girl um, oh. on, on this website called Colombian Cupid. Because I, I was just like... I'm just going to go into looking for Colombians because I'm attracted to them. I'm honestly usually attracted to them. So <clears throat> so I went into Colombian Cupid, started talking to this girl. I've already seen her in video chat. I've already visited her dad in Colombia. Wait, you visited her dad in oh, Colombia? <laughs> no, I've already visited her down in Colombia. Like, I've already gone in. Oh, you visited her down in Colombia. I got yeah. you. So you've met her. She's a real person. Yeah, uh-huh. How'd she look? <laughs> um, crap. I would, I'd have to probably email you, Buzz, and I'll send you some pictures. Is you, How good is your Spanish, Luis? Very good. Well, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, good. Now, what do the rest of the uh, members of your neo-fascist organization think about you dating a girl from Colombia? They don't care. They they were like, oh, we'll go down with you, and I'll go look for one, and stuff like that. Oh, they also want... Hey, in the, in the El Paso chapter of the Proud Boys... Like what percentage are people of Mexican heritage in the in your your cell? It's me and another guy. It's like two Mexicans, and the rest are like white. 
Yeah, how many? How many of the? How many whites are there? They're like six whites. Okay. And two Mexicans. Okay, so eight total, uh, yeah. and two of them are Mexican American. Yeah. How many? How many blacks? There's, we haven't had any blacks yet. Okay. But. Any gays? Yes, we not on our chapter, but in like I said, in Austin chapter, the chapter president. They have a gay proud boy. How about Armenians? Yeah. How about Armenians? Yeah, we'll accept any. Sorry. We'll accept any race as long as they're proud Western chauvinists. Well, what if they're Muslim? You know, we'll accept them too as long as they believe that West is the, the West is the best and the West. Yeah, we don't have no. The West, West, the West Side culture. It's funny because um, <laughs> I don't think he's talking about the West Side. No, no, we're talking about United States. Yes, uh, Tupac versus Biggie. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> the West Coast. <laughs> I, I thought it would be like a West Side. I'm a Western chauvinist, but it only has to do with what part of town of El Paso I, I like going into. In that regard, I'm an Upper Valley chauvinist. I guess. No, but what is the, what is your high definition chauvinist. of a Western chauvinist? I beg your pardon. Your definition of a Western chauvinist, Louise. To me, as a the Western Western chauvinist, is that we believe that. So I know last time y'all said that United States is not great at everything, but we believe we live in the greatest country, like in the sense that. Everyone wants to come over here and live and build their life. That's what we believe in. Yeah, but we're not the only country that a lot of people want to go to. I mean, I think there'd be a lot of Canadians that would probably present a, uh, a counter argument. <laughs> yeah, but you know how Canada is in their clown world with Justin Trudeau. So. With their what? With their clown world with living with Justin, with Justin Trudeau. Okay. That's the guy who said that um, he got beat up by people in Chicago? No, that's Jesse Smollett. I don't know how you're getting them confused. <laughs> he's the uh, he's the premier, which is, or prime minister. Oh, that Canada. guy. He's young. He's a young guy, but he dressed up in in blackface, I guess, when he was younger. It was Halloween, though. <laughs> okay, but uh, they say that doesn't. That's no good. <laughs> Even if it's Halloween, you can't dress up in in blackface. Wow. Or brownface. I mean, that was part of it. Was he dressed up as a, as like Aladdin? So I can't dress up like Uncle Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't make your skin any. I can't be John Wayne. I don't know all the rules. I know that like if like I can't dress up. And make my skin any darker. Hey, Felipe. Yes, sir. Uh, do you know Gavin McGinnis? I'm just wondering. Gavin McGinnis? Yeah. Is he, he a comedian? <laughs> yeah. He used to be. Yeah, I know Gavin, but yeah, I know him. Yes, you know that dude. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's the proud boy. That's the Tyler Durden of their club. He started. Um, that's the guy. Yeah, he, he started, started stand up here. Ice. He started yeah, stand up here. I think so. Right? What in El Paso? Yeah. yeah. I don't think so. Oh no! Tell us about Gavin no. McInnes. No, like he used to be a stand-up comedian. Like, well, he also started Vice, like the news group. He started Vice, Vice yeah. Media. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. What's the net? Yeah. What's the net worth? Uh, uh, listen to this: Gavin McInnes in 2018 was banned from Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram for violating terms of use related to promoting violent extremist groups and hate speech. What are you uh, saying? What, do you, what? What is that true, Luis? I don't believe he did his speech at all. It's just the, that the monopolies of the tech companies don't like us. Oh, know? they're just against you guys, so they make it up that you guys are. And other conservatives, practically, they block conservatives from their speech, so they don't let Trump win again for twenty twenty. Oh, 
you can't be president if you're in prison so i don't know if they told yeah. you he, he's, he can't be president in 2020 no i know like there's a law that says you cannot be president from prison couldn't he like give himself a, a pardon i don't know we will find out i mean the president i will pardon myself i pardon myself Thank you very much. <laughs> I don't know, because pardon is kind of like an apology, and Trump would never apologize for anything. So I just think based on, uh, you know, based on his general demeanor, I don't think he would ever pardon. Hmm. I'm not, what do I need to be pardoned for? I'm not asking for pardon. I never say pardon me even after I fart in bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even say compromiso. So, so you know this guy? Felipe? I, I think I've seen him do, st he, was, he started stand-up in El Paso, right? No. No. I don't think uh -huh. so. Oh, probably because his face looks like he has a lot of acne. He looks familiar like somebody else. Boy, this. He looks like somebody that plays softball with Bar Reed. <laughs> this Wikipedia really seems like they have a, an agenda against uh, neo-Nazis. No, they have a, an agenda against everybody. Like, you should see my net worth. It's a lie. Here's Felipe. You know what? Here, let me bring up your Wikipedia, and you tell me how accurate it is. Okay. So let's just see how. Felipe Esparza is an American, is a Mexican American stand-up comedian and actor. He began performing stand-up in 1994. Yes. He won Last Comic Standing in 2010. Are there any inaccuracies in your Wikipedia? Not right now. Okay. But over on uh, Proud Boys, the very first thing they say is Proud Boys is a far-right neo-fascist organization. Well, uh, that, that probably not be, it couldn't be true because they have Louise in it, so. And as far as prejudice and racist, they have Louise in it. As long as think. they've got him in it. Yeah, unless, unless Louise is, dark, is lighter than us. Yeah, are you uh, are you a light-skinned uh, Mexican-American or a dark-skinned No, I, I, I'm light brown. I'm not He's white, taupe. I'm not. He's the color of taupe. Well, I mean, you think about it, though. You you could admit people that are a different race than you because, and I'm not comparing you to the Nazis. Yeah. I mean, I'm not. Facebook and uh, Wikipedia and everybody else is. But oh, yeah. They were cool with Japanese. So you'd be like, oh, wait, how can these guys be white supremacists if they hang around with Japanese, huh? Well, they were the Nazis. Yeah. So just because you got a minority yeah. group that you allow to mooch around There's with. There's a big um, na um, Mexican national Nazi movement in Mexico right now. I'm pretty <laughs> sure Luis knows about it. Do you know about that, Luis? No, I don't. There's a no. bunch of Mexicans with um, swastikas, and they're Mexican nationalists, and they're totally against the United States or anybody that wants to come into America, uh, Mexico and start businesses. Oh, they're, they're real. They're like, they're like Nazis against America. Yeah, against America, or and against anybody that they want to bring in outside business into Mexico. All right. Well, listen, Luis. Good luck with your uh, your uh, Colombian ninety day fiance girl. Have you oh, have you applied for the ninety day visa? Yeah, I already have. And All right. Be careful, bro. Don't go in the witness yeah. protection program. Right. Be careful what you do in Colombia too. All right. Thanks, Luis. Call us back. Let, give us an update later. Okay, we got to wrap up the show. Felipe Spars is at Plaza Theater tonight. 8 o'clock, people. What's up, uh, Food Podcast? Every week, check it out. Also, check out my show on Netflix called Hentified. Being involved in a car wreck can be a stressful and confusing time. The Room and Law Firm is prepared for exactly this type of situation. Let us fight the insurance companies while you take care of the most important thing. You and your loved ones. Let Chuck and the Room and Law Firm handle your case so you can get the monetary damages you deserve. Make 845-4LAW your first call after an accident. Chuck Ruman, the People's Injury Lawyer.